Okay, it's good time on a Tuesday morning. It's a Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday. Been contemplating, ruminating exactly how I'm going to handle it. I'm going to ditch my ETN victory song after a perfect 2-0 record. It'll retire undefeated. We'll go back to Tennessee Whiskey today. We're not going to be playing some big reveal game. I, I, I got to go in another direction, though, at some point. If you were stuck on a desert island, ET, welcome aboard. Good morning. How are we? Good. What's happening? You don't have a you don't have quote foot soreness like like LeBron, do you? Nah, okay. <laughs> nah, man. There won't be no. It's too early for that LeBron slander. Right, more on that in a second. Um, if you were stuck on a desert island and you were limited to only one song, what song would accompany you into your uh, desolate future? Cameos, candy. That's it. Cameos, yeah. candy, and that's that. Uh, yeah, that's the one you already knew. Yeah, it's my favorite song in the whole wide well, world. Can I? Is it? Uh, Family friendly? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to hear that. It's going to be up front. I'm not sure I know Candy's cameo. Or is it Cameo's Candy? Cameo Candy. I'm sure you, Can- you know. I've heard it. Right. Yeah. I haven't been under a rock. Just seems like it sometimes. All right. So, the Combine is is up and running. And I was just kind of thinking about how the Combine has changed through the years. And the advent of the individual workouts that are now not just... Um, so well attended, but covered like the individual workouts give you a more inside glimpse than anything we'll see from the combine. It, it's still not a, not a bad watch. If you still, if you're still in detox over the football season, you know, I could see getting into the combine a little bit watching. I think the quarterbacks throw one, uh, Saturday at one. We each have some sidebar storylines you're interested in that in this case wouldn't necessarily uh, always include or involve the Jaguars. I do know this, your interest in the draft, well, I shouldn't say yours and speak for you, my interest in the draft certainly is dulled a little bit by already having a good football team. And, and I think that's more just how magnified the importance has been in the offseason for us around here for 15 years as we search for some semblance of hope to cling to. And so we grind on the evaluation process. also easier to grind when you know you're a lot higher on the list of players to pick. And in turn, the pressure it comes with making sure you make the right selection when and where you do. Well, with the Jaguars picking 24th in this program, I think ready to hit cruise control for us here for a little while. I, I know the draft's important. I'm looking forward to seeing what good player we get. It's just a lot harder to really zero in on, on one particular player at 24. It's hard, to be quite honest. And if I took everyone's free entry... The winner's probably going to hit about 30%, and that's what position will they draft there. It could be a corner. It could be a tight end. could be a defensive end. I think it would, if, if you were guessing without knowing, might be easier on draft day when you see what prospects are gone. But for now, it just um, it's the sidebars, though, at the combine that have become more of the story. As I started to say, the on-field workouts have become so covered. Um, they they become so mainstream when you really think about the prospects that have emerged, say, even at the pro level, at the NFL level, who have come through the combine, whether they succeeded or not, but through the draft process, you almost remember more the anecdotes from their pro days than you do the combine. It was Zach Wilson making this throw. It was Blake Bortles getting a hug from Gus Bradley. It, it, a little more intimate setting on home turf. I think the combine is a better place to show your wares as a quarterback. Now, look, this is not near as important as the film, and I would put it way down on the overall uh, list of importance. But it sure seems by some of the 
picks lately in the draft see Zach Wilson, that pro day can throw a pro scout off. Something got thrown off that they took the undersized Zach Wilson, number two overall. It was a wretched, wretched draft pick. And I think we can all safely say it's never going to work. Right? There's no late blooming. There's no salvage. It'll be on and off for Zach Wilson, much like Baker Mayfield, only with not near the, the production level and success of Baker Mayfield. You know, the Jets, man, what a what an awful pick. But when you look back on the draft process, isn't it Zach Wilson's pro day that you remember? Him, yep. roll, him rolling to the left, firing that ball 55-60 in the air. Well, that's great. Wait till there's seven guys chasing him. Then let me know how he does. Uh, answer, not good. Not, not good. And so as you look at the quarterback market, it's certainly got some local interest attached to it. Stetson Bennett, the official, they did the heights yesterday, right? And so you wonder about Bryce Young. Would he get to six feet? He does, barely, exactly six feet tall. The shortest quarterback there, Stetson Bennett, who does inch up to five foot eleven? I mean, that's the noteworthy. Uh, Anthony Richardson was six four, not the six five we've been calling him for a long time. But Richardson, Stroud, Levis, all going to throw, all going to do the workouts. Anthony Richardson is going to put on his little freak show of individual workouts. The forty, the you know, all he he is going to dominate those those things. He's going to get his bump. But, yeah, I would say the fact that Bryce Young is going to be the one who doesn't throw at the combine, he will throw it as in the pro workout, obviously, uh, was newsworthy. The fact that Bryce Young uh, checked in at exactly six feet because we were wondering that, that was newsworthy. Uh, Jalen Carter of the Dog says he will not work out. He'll do it at his individual pro day. So that was a little bit of the newsworthy emerging yesterday. But really what the combine has become and what's most interesting for us, it's, it's, it's become the platform for every organization to roll through the press conference dais and kind of give us a state of the franchise report on their team, right? Doug Peterson's there. Trent Balky's there. At one point over the next few days here, they'll make their way through. 1010XL will have a crew at the Combine. We will be getting... That local reaction and more local perspective on what the Jags may be doing, um, not just with their draft board, but just how they view this offseason and some other storylines that are also percolating out there. It will be good to get an update on on where things might stand with, with free agency looming. You know, Bill Barnwell of ESPN went through his, gosh, how did he uh, title it exactly? Is it, is it, it was either predictions or things to watch for, one from each team. And it wasn't what he's uh, predicting the 2023 NFL offseason moves. I'm going to get into this on the other side. Uh, but then the subheadline is how to improve all 32 teams. And what he suggested the Jags would do, what he predicted, I don't disagree with. But a line of description within the five or six paragraphs really caught my eye. So I will uh, share that with you. But we'll also get some information sharing with our Jaguar contingent that is there in our 1010XL uh, crews, I believe the Fran- I know the Frangi crew is is headed there. Uh, shame on me for not knowing the exact itinerary, but I can get that information. I have inside sources here at the station. We'll track some down, track down some info, some uh, intel. So, uh, I got all our favorite uh, Tuesday favorites for you today. By the way, 
brunch with a tour. I'm starting to think our man Stuart Moore has access to some sort of time machine. Stuart keeps getting the winner every week and not like, oh, I'll take John Rahm, he wins, or I'll take, you know. The dude went Chris Kirk, man. <laughs> Chris Kirk hasn't won in nine years. I know it wasn't a designated field like we now see at Bay Hill this week and the players next, but still, Chris Kirk is who you come up with, and he wins? Buddy might as well play the lottery, man. Yeah, he's pulling away with brunch for the tour. Kudos, tip of the hat, man. I, I mean, he may have sent us a group text. Chris Kirk, Bizzles. <laughs> well played, yeah. Chris Kirk, he's got a time machine, E.T. I mean, we got to be taking advantage of this and uh, something that is a better payoff than the brunch with the tour winner. Anyway, we will talk about a fantastic stretch of golf we got coming up, man. What a fantastic stretch of golf. Over the course of the next six weeks, we're going to have Bay Hill this week. We're going to have TPC. We're going to have an event that's really grown on me, and that's the World Match Play, which, you know, gives a March Madness feel um, to match play golf that they do out there in Austin, Texas. And then, of course, it beckons the Swan Song, the official uh, welcome to spring, the Masters just around the corner as well. So uh, we will uh, keep you on that path to a real fun. Inter- and uh, by the way, a, a time to maybe reiterate, I love the schedule change. The players moves back to March. You know, a lot of people got used to it in May. I get it. But now the ability to put the PGA in May and then play your U.S. Open and then finish with the British and have them four months in a row, the huge golf event. You know, lingering and waiting each month. It's just uh, if you're a if you love watching golf, and I do, boy, it's just a Shangri La a little period coming up. It's a period that will also keep us interested in March Madness. I don't know how the rules work in the A Sun, so I suppose the tiebreaker was accurate. But feel for UNF a little bit. They beat Bellerman at home on Sunday. They finished with the same record in conference. So, I mean, my first inclination is that UNF should have the tiebreaker and get to play last night's A-Sun Conference Tournament opener at home. But that wasn't the case. They played at Bellarmine, and UNF hit a shot inside of 10 seconds to go. Tied the ball game. You know it's bad when they lead on Sports Center. The best thing I saw tonight, and UNF scored with six seconds to go. I knew the bad thing was coming. The bad man was visiting. Game tied in the A Sun opener. Now inside of five seconds, as Bellerman pushes it up court, guy drives, puts it up. Et, when I tell you the ball hit the rim and bounced four feet in the air, and then hit the rim and hit the other side of the rim. Ugh. And then fell through with 1.2. And alas, the season comes to a close for uh, UNF last night. The fascinating bubble watch for me as you go to college basketball. I'll leave you to your own devices on that. Right? You don't need your local sports talk show, your, your, your community morning show, bogging down on which Big Ten or Big 12 teams are on the bubble. If you're fans of those teams or those leagues, pretty easy for you to do that recon. The, the brand name Bubble Watch does appeal to me. And North Carolina, even after winning last night at FSU, still find uh, FSU tried to do it again last night, by the way. They fell behind double digits. They, they stormed back to get within two, but uh, North Carolina ultimately pulls away. And you watch that Carolina team, and you wonder how in the world are you on the bubble? Carolina went all the way to the national championship game a year ago, a game they led at halftime. 
And they're all back. It's those same names. And you, you, you watch them, you know, run around, and it's the same names that were sticking out when they made their run last year. It's R.J. Davis. It's Caleb Love. It's Leaky Black. It's uh, Baycott. It's the same guys, man. And for them to be where they are as of the latest posting from the, quote, bracketologist, the experts, still first four out. Something tells me, man, if I'm sitting in that committee and North Carolina is on the bubble staring down anybody else, that I think it should matter who you are, where you've been, what you did a year ago with the same personnel. Now, odds are, if Carolina does get that granting, that they will be who they've been all year and be gone by the first weekend. But we shall uh, see. It's, uh, for me, though, the, the by far the most intriguing bubble watch because certainly the Florida Gators, uh, FSU, uh, neither will be playing any sort of March Madness, including the NIT, most likely, um, for both. Um, Gators, by the way, will uh, look down the court and see their old head coach tonight. Florida goes to Georgia. Now, Mike White brought his dogs into Gainesville earlier this year, and Todd Golden and the Gators got him. I know Colin Castleton tonight. Uh, Mike White and Georgia have been an awful lot like Todd Golden and Florida this year, which you can uh, twist for your own narrative if if you should choose. Um, But nonetheless, that kind of mini rivalry, certainly a little added level of interest for two middling teams. Again, two more teams that, I don't know. Mike White might have uh, George in at least NIT position. I think the, but I, I don't know. I have not looked at the standings in a while. No, it's been tough sledding of late uh, for the dog. So, all right. Um, we come back on the other side I, again. I thought this. I thought this Bill Barnwell column was interesting, not just for what he said about the Jags, but a specific line. You know, within his, you know, ultimate four or five paragraph prediction. I'll share that with you, and uh, we'll kick that around a little bit. Um, I, I, I don't know why this guy flashed in, into my consciousness today. I, I saw a headline that was really more just kind of a lifestyle headline, but it got me going down the Peyton Manning path. And if you haven't, if you don't know the latest, uh, Peyton's latest endeavor is hosting a show on the History Channel. Dude has been everywhere, hasn't he, E.T.? Dude is eating. How much do you think Peyton Manning has earned in endorsements since he left uh, his playing career? I you had to guess. I mean, you were talking what Gator? Just off the top of my head, Gatorade, Papa John's, Mastercard, uh, um, uh, one of the car companies. Yeah, I'm not one sure of the which many. One, right, <laughs> I, Buick. I, I think it is. I mean, he's had he's he's had a ton of 150 million dollars. I was going to say 100. Yeah, that, you know, more than almost every player in the league will ever even think about making. Good for, good and, for him. And by the man. way, he hadn't been gone for 10 years now. Oh, that's, that's the three, four, five years that he's hadn't got back in the football game, but there's an interesting uh, angle to Peyton and uh, to kind of explore there. I thought I'd share with you when we come back uh, as well. And also, so much for the 23 most important games of his regular season career. Nod, nod, wink, wink. A LeBron update that is not going to sit well if you're a LeBron James or L.A. Laker fan. I'll explain when we get back as well. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. 100 years family run, owned, and operated. Shoot, over 100 now. You, you don't last 100 years in business, man. 
that you're doing just bigger, better than everybody else. And if you've ever uh, experienced Catlin truck accessories, you know what I'm talking about. Who can you count on? Count on Catlin. All right, we're back on the Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Start with a Daily's Double Take. This isn't your song, is it? No, nah, this ain't it. I All think right. I'm safe for the hicking around. All right, I got to make sure, right? I don't want to say, oh, this is this is not. I didn't. What are we rocking here? Sade, Sweetest Devil. That's what I thought it was, and I, I should have just gone with it. I knew it was Sweetest Devil. Yeah. Yeah. Meyer here, son. This is my era. I'm telling you, this is yeah. where music was music, That's man. That's what I try to tell you, man. Yeah. Again, when you're growing up in my era, could you imagine listening to music from the 30s? No. <laughs> right, right. No, my generation gave you some sticking around music. Sweetest taboo. I wonder what that might be, that sweetest taboo. Ooh, woo, woo. Uh, leave that to some. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder what that taboo might be. The options there, ET. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Let's start with the dailies double take. Uh, something got through the wickets yesterday. We didn't talk about it. it happened over the weekend. It was another. It just. It, did Did you see your guy Brandon Miller in pregame for Alabama this weekend? No, no, no. What I see, so you what don't I, you don't know what happened? You know he had all the controversy last week. Obviously, right. I mean beyond controversy, there was a tragedy that his name was associated with and there was certainly you know a lot of looking at both sides of that situation last week well they did the player introduction saturday at alabama uh-huh you know lights down spotlight on they do the whole whole deal that way thought it'd be maybe i don't know good idea fun maybe creative as he came out he put his hands up and got the pat down oh my gosh bro i did read something you can't about read it. the room better than that brandon there's oh. a lot of people here in the room my man i mean what are we doing Come on. So there goes Nate Oates back to the back to the podium after the game, trying to say, "Well, that'll never happen again." I don't know what that was. Sorry. Uh, man, you you start to get the benefit of some public perception. You rub their nose in it. At the very least, there's some poor judgment that was used, regardless of how you know engaged you were with that whole murder. <laughs> Let's call it what it was. Come out and almost mock it by by doing that was just silly. Well. Again, it's called the Daily's Double Take because I did a double take when I saw this headline. Uh, the Daily's Double Take is brought to you by The Dash. Man, uh, double up this morning on those delicious piled high biscuits or the coffee locally sourced and ground fresh every day. That makes a difference. Tantalize those taste buds and get some food in you this morning. And the subs are to die for. That's not a lie. That's real. When you hear our excited exclamation, so... Uh, the double take is brought to you by the Daily's Dash. I did a double take because the SEC, apparently, uh, speaking of doubles, wants to have it both ways when it comes to the Alabama basketball player, right? There's no suspension that's been levied by the conference. There's, you know, there's been no official um, effect to the status, playing or otherwise, of Brandon Miller. So when Brandon Miller last week, ET, we talked about that game he had it. South Carolina, man had 41, right? Dropped 41 on him. Dropped 41 with them all over him all night long. Like I said, I mean, you want to talk about a dynamite performance. A kid looks like he's ready for that that, that mental uh, torture that the NBA can bring. He certainly looked it. Now, he followed up the 41 with another 24 in the victory over Arkansas, but there was that pat down, wasn't there? So after going for 65 points and 14 rebounds last week, that would be 32 and a half a game 
uh, by the way. The SEC handed down its Player of the Week and its Freshman of the Week honors uh, yesterday. Brandon Miller, uh, Brandon Miller is a freshman. So, the Player of the Week, and it was a good week for Oscar Shibway. He had 23.5 points and 10 rebounds a game. I mean, a good solid 10 less than Brandon Miller. Okay, SEC freshman. No, uh, SEC freshman of the week goes to Arkansas guard Nick Smith Jr., who, by the way, lost to Brandon Miller in Alabama on Saturday. And Smith averaged 25 points and three and a half rebounds in a win over Georgia and a loss to Alabama. So, what? Who are we kidding here, man? I mean, <laughs> aren't those kind of separate, like league opinion on? Uh, behavior and the quote player of the week award is he ineligible yeah i see you sec i see how you're working there i it it, i mean if he's eligible and he's playing and really the player of the week in the sec was brandon miller look he, he was also the pickle of the week he's also the freshman of the week he was also the you know freshman mistake of the week but, yeah, I see you. That's Daly's. I, did, I had to do a little double take on that one, E.T. I mean, come on. All right. I, I, I'll, I don't speak with the medical documentation in front of me. I, I'm not going to pretend that I do. I understand that rub some dirt on it generation mentality that uh, existed long ago no longer does. And I can't suppose and interject what this player from this era or that player from that era would do or would have done. I don't know how severe LeBron's foot injury is. I don't know. I know that after he suffered it on Sunday, he got up and dominated the fourth quarter and scored 11 points. So, for my money, as a lover of competing competitors, as a fan of a team, I need to see an x-ray that's got a break in it. You need to show me that black and white and clear photograph of the human anatomy that would include the long flanged bones of the feet, and somebody needs to show me a crack. The 23 most important regular season games of his career, he called it. We literally just were talking about this yesterday. Okay, and and so again, I am not minimizing the pain you might be in. I am not looking at any future injury you may suffer. You're 38. Future injuries should take a backseat to current urgency of having a team with Anthony Davis and some trade pieces that have been uh, assembled and to try and make your presence felt on the floor for the Lakers down the stretch. Again, I'm not speaking from a, from a place of knowledge. I'm saying that the Lakers are listening for now as being out with quote foot soreness. That's not going to do it for me. That's foot soreness. No, uh, uh-uh. foot sprain, foot break. Something. Broken toe, uh, uh, gout for Pete's sake. Give me something. Sore foot? Yeah. I need to hear just a little bit more. The Lakers are on the outside looking in. They are not going to win 
diddly squat without LeBron James. Now, they are better than other times this year when they've been forced to play without either AD or LeBron just about all year. And if the Lakers have a healthy LeBron and they get into the postseason, the West is not insurmountable. The top, you know, couple of seeds are going to get, you know, will be expected to be favorite, but it would not shock you if the Lakers beat the Suns or the Nuggets or the Grizzlies in the playoffs. It wouldn't. You could say it would. It would not. They've got LeBron and Anthony Davis, and if they're focused and healthy and playing with what they added around the trade deadline, I do believe they could be a factor. Am I predicting the Lakers to win it all? No, of course I'm not. But if LeBron doesn't play, and if indeed, you know, it's foot soreness, look, he wants to play. I'm not saying he doesn't. At some point, you push it if you ask me. Why is it that Patrick Mahomes can shoot his foot into oblivion and play on an ankle that can barely walk on the sport of football, and our basketball guys can't play down the home stretch, man? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you ain't wrong, bro. Patrick Mahomes dragged with his whole career ahead of him. I didn't hear anything about, oh, you know, the future of his ankle could be destroyed forever. But also, though, to, <clears throat> to, 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 to my chagrin or to LeBron's chagrin, when Patrick Mahomes did do that, it was a win-or-go-home situation. Well, I got news for you and LeBron. That's exactly where the Lakers are in right now, a win-or-go-home situation. Yeah, if this 22 dude more sit, games, though. If this dude sits eight or nine of them, they're going to be they, – right. Although, look, there is this – parachute that's there for them and whether or not it affects their judgment on it and that is it's really tightly bunched like you're only two or three back in the loss column from the four seed yeah but I, I just this is a big week they got winnable games at home it's just terrible timing I don't you know whatever I'm not a Laker fan so it's not my business but if the Lakers are going to be saved they're going to be saved by LeBron and if it means a hobbled LeBron for a little bit here then I would suggest that me maybe do that now again if it's a 26 year old prospect that I'm saving for the next 15 years, that's one conversation. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he again, he injured it in the third. This is a question for Doc Murphy, but I just curious to me, you can injure it in the third and then play the whole fourth quarter, dominate and help him win, and then you can't play three or four days later? And, and, you know, again, there's probably players that have broken bones or torn ACLs and finished the game they were in and move on. But that's not the diagnosis we're getting. The Lakers aren't doing any favors by designating it as a sore foot. Am I wrong? Yeah, that, that, Doesn't that's a sore ugly. foot sound something like your six-year-old will get today? Yeah, looks soft. What about LeBron? Has LeBron said anything on social media? Maybe we should track that. I'm sure if he does, it'll e- be. He's up, man. He's it'll up. be up and out there. Sore foot. I'm sorry, uh, gang. This will be it for today's drill. I have a sore throat. Um, from one legend to another, E.T., you're welcome. Your boy hooked you up this morning when I uh, turned you on to that Peyton Manning SNL yeah, skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you old-timers may remember Peyton Manning when he was playing with the Colts. It's one of the funniest skits to me in SNL history, but Peyton, <laughs> it's like a United Way parody, and he's out there with the little kids. He's trolling with the football, teaching them how to steal cars, drinking, cops, beer, cops, drinking cops. beer, getting tattoos, the whole thing. You know, because he got the squeaky clean image at the co- uh, time. It's super funny, but uh, that encapsulates uh, Peyton Manning and just how popular he is. I wonder where Peyton Manning's Q ratings are, buddy. I, they got to be like, you know, not percent. I mean, tops in in the country. A Q rating is you take these actors, these entertainers, these journalists, whatever they are. It's whole factor combinations through survey. And the Q rating basically is just like your popularity score. 
It's up there. Google for me uh, real quick. Highest uh, Q ratings among celebrities and athletes or athletes and celebrities. I, I would have to think the likability factor on Peyton Manning is really super high. And he's continued with that. And for one, it seems authentic, whether it's the Manning, you know, the Peyton Manning broadcast that, that, that everyone likes so much. Um, just his his presence, right? He's got that deal. Peyton Manning walks in a room and is like, oh, I feel like a, there's something, there's a charisma there just about the dude. And that's why he's been so effective, whether it's the nationwide jingles or the MasterCard, just the, the Nike and 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 Gatorade, you name it, right? Pay, I told y'all before the break, 150 million in endorsements since he's left, but it seems like, um, you know, money well spent. I bring this up because I came across a story that history's greatest of all time with Peyton Manning is a, a new series on the History Channel. Um, and so they're going to do like a little, it's you know, it's it's not only historical stuff, but they're going to take a fun look at the uh, take on history for sports fans. And so Peyton, uh, you can look for him doing that. But uh, meanwhile, as part of that and kind of the press tour of that, he told a story about his dad, right? And uh, along the lines with Peyton, it kind of like, it seems like the Mannings have just kind of emerged as the first family of football in this country, if there is such a thing. Uh, Their dad, Archie Manning, was a terrific NFL player. Obviously, Eli and Peyton are Peyton already there. I imagine Eli ends up in the Hall of Fame as well. But he told a story about his dad, Archie Manning. Uh, Peyton, now 46, tells People Magazine he and his brother Eli had to teach their 73-year-old father, Archie Manning, how to send text messages after he continuously maxed out their voicemail inboxes. Uh, Peyton said, my dad's one of the all-time best at checking in on people. Um, but he would basically just fill up our voicemails, the maximum amount of time you could have for it. So Eli and I taught him how to text. Peyton said his father was basically asking every question on the voicemail and almost kind of pausing for an answer while leaving the messages. I'm like, Dad, it's a voicemail. I can't answer it. And so now he's great about texting. You can tell that's a, a, that's, that's a together family, isn't it? Peyton is at the top when it comes to... Q rating, uh, right? Uh, Popular sports personalities. It's number one, <laughs> number right? Number one, followed by Charles Barkley. Okay. Al Michaels, Dan Patrick, Jim Nance, wow. Tony Romo. Um, wow. I'm surprised that um, Al Michaels was third. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but see what I there. mean? <laughs> number one. Number one, dude. And I'm down with that, by the way. I'm down with that ranking. All right, let me get to this Bill Barnwell because I said I would, and we'll come back with some other um, headlines from around the NFL with the football fix. But uh, Bill Barnwell of ESPN it basically – it does a series of you know evaluatory predictions and look-aheads and retrospectives and you know uh, a main part of their crew. But anyway, he basically went through all 32 teams as they prepare for their off-season plans. Um, he writes over the past two weeks. I've been breaking down a, a first key move each team should make before free agency begins. I'm evaluating the AFC squads this week. In some cases, it might not be the most important move of the entire offseason. But in many cases, it'll be resolving a, a either a salary cap situation, retaining a key player, deciding whether to let a franchise stalwart leave uh, for another team. So we go directly down to um, his description on the Jaguars, his prediction there. And this seems completely possible. 
maybe not the most likely, but it seems possible, but his one thing for the Jags says use the franchise tag on Evan Ingram. Now, while I think it's possible, I, I don't know if that would be my first priority, but that leads to that line I was teasing you guys with that he has in this that surprised me a little bit, and the one part of it I think I would disagree with, but here's what he writes about using the tag on Evan Ingram. What else could Jacksonville have asked for from Ingram? After it signed him to a one-year deal last year, career high in receptions, receiving yards, helped fuel the dramatic comeback over the Chargers, 93 yards and a touchdown. For a team that still has Trevor Lawrence making peanuts, investing in playmakers, easy way to help the franchise improve. Ingram, a wide receiver masquerading as a tight end, might be the a bargain given the gap in salaries between the two positions. Then he continues, all that is true, but isn't the whole story. Uh, Ingram set career highs in those categories mostly because he played a full season for just the second time in six years. Otherwise, it was a relatively normal season. 1.58 yards per route run, slightly above career average of 1.46. He dropped 4% of the passes thrown in his direction. He was targeted at his usual rate, did more after the catch because the Jags used him more on short passes. Um, in a great red zone receiver, doesn't offer anything as a blocker, so he's not a Dallas Goddard-like replacement in Doug Peterson's offense. Uh, and then he writes, with Lawrence still a year away from an extension, though, Ingram did enough to justify another look. It would be foolish to commit on a long-term deal. And that is the little quote that jumped out at me. That seems a little harsh. But it's an interesting that someone outside of our Jag cocoon here would have that opinion. Quote, it would be foolish to commit on a long-term deal. Huh. Seems a little bit much, but there are other financial issues that are going to be looming here in the year. So would it be better to sign Evan Ingram to a franchise one year and let him show us again? He only paid him $9 million last year. It's going to average two years, two, two years, $10 million a year. Or did he do enough? Can you trust enough his importance to give him a longer-term deal that would you know, provide more money, both guaranteed and otherwise. So it's just that to, to have that strong a take that, quote, would be foolish to commit on a long-term deal. Uh, then he adds, but unless the Jags want to tag offensive tackle Jawan Taylor, he's the only player who would plausibly command their franchise tag. It would get him $11.4 million after making $9 million, uh, a year ago. And then if he can emerge as a trusted receiver for Lawrence with with – Competition from receivers Kirk Jones and Ridley, he should earn a more significant extension next offseason. You know, that's another good point. We're putting a lot of blind faith in the production of haven't seen him yet, Calvin Ridley, right? If you knew Calvin Ridley was going to catch 110 balls for 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns, Ingram's priority level does come down a little bit. Well, that's a pretty big unknown, and that would also maybe go more towards this narrative of, okay, maybe franchise one more year. Let's just make sure with two years um, out of Evan Ingram. So I know his players and his team all want him back. I, it sure, it has never at all felt like he's going anywhere else, but free agency is a fickle, fickle mistress, man. She winks at you with a $65 million deal somewhere. All bets could be off. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. NFL headlines with a football fix next. Oh, I ain't mean to do that to him. It's a six o'clock hour. Woo! Dripping like syrup in here. <laughs> just setting the tone, Jeffrey. Just setting the tone. 
Uh, we are back. Um, uh, don't ruin the tone of your morning. We got a wreck on the Buckman. I call it uh, northbound. Maybe you call it westbound, but Buckman Bridge headed towards Orange Park. Headed towards the crib. Yeah, I, there's... Look, again, I'm just going by the text line. I'm not watching the news or the police scanners, but maybe we could have somebody in the water again. That just happens too much there. Man. Uh, so anyway, if you can avoid that part of the beltway, we would suggest doing it as we get you up and running here uh, this morning. There's no doubt that the, the polarizing prospect at the Combine, and by polarizing, you get pulled really higher than you would think or very lower than you would think, and it's the higher end of the polarization. <clears throat> just making Anthony Richardson's name a very hot one up there in Indianapolis this week. As uh, Richardson announces yesterday, he'll do all the drills. Let's kick that off uh, with a football fix. Brought to you this morning by Pet Paradise, the official pet services provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If your pet is like a member of your family, then you need to be a part of the Pet Paradise family. Trust me on that one at PetParadise.com. Yeah, Anthony Richardson's odds of being selected first overall have gone from 80-1 to 1 to 6-1 to 1 in a week. Still not the betting favorite. The odds-on favorite remains... Bryce Young. Speaking of Bryce Young, he will not throw at the combine. He's the only one of those, quote, big four that are being viewed as potential top ten picks. That includes Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. All three of those guys are going to throw. Richardson says he's going to do everything. And uh, we'll see how much these combine workouts uh, affect draft status coming up here in just two months. Draft's two months from yesterday, gang. All right, Carson Wentz officially in bounce-around mode. After landing last year uh, with Washington, but I was going to regenerate it, right? Yeah, sure it is. Uh, it didn't at all, and now he's done after one year in Washington. So uh, quick in and out with the Colts, now quick in and out with, with, with Washington. And so one would think that Carson Wentz is now designated into a backup for the remainder of uh, his career. Three-time Pro Bowler uh, Taylor Lewan is now a free agent after being released by the Tennessee Titans. Um, made it very clear on his uh, Bussin' with the Boys podcast he does with Will Compton. Made it clear three teams he would never, ever sign with. The Texans, the Colts, or the Jaguars. And I'm okay with that. I am too. Those are the three teams that are for sure no. I would not go play for an AFC South team. You know, and uh, the emotions, you could still be a little bit raw right now after they do release you, but you can see that he will uh, probably forever consider himself uh, to be a Tennessee a Titan, and that makes sense. Um, oh, so it's official. The Bears likely to trade the top pick. Oh, I got you. Sure. They are going to meet with the young quarterbacks. you got to got to keep the subterfuge going as uh, strongly as you can and for as long as you can, but the Bears with that number... Uh, one pick, certainly going to have some suitors as uh, the other one's jockey. There's three or four teams there in the top ten that would uh, love to jockey for the ability to make sure they can get who is the uh, top guy left on their value board at the time. All right, um, the NFL's had enough of some of these ridiculous questions the prospects get at the combine, right? We've heard they're just, they're they're disrespectful is what they are, and and stupid and and weird. Uh, NFL is warning teams combine interview violations could result in a $350,000 fine and a loss of a significant draft pick. Improper and or offensive questions have in the past prompted inquiries from state attorneys general and other government authorities. They're not playing, you idiots. 
stop it with the ridiculous questions that you ask these kids. They're moronic. You can only ask questions truly job-related. Hmm, imagine that. Uh, the league is even offering a chart of acceptable questions to ask about a certain topic, as well as questions that may, quote, pose high risk for unlawful discrimination, and then list dozens of examples of that. Rather than ask a high-risk question of, have you ever experienced a mental health illness, an acceptable question would be, tell me about some obstacles or hardships you've had to overcome and how you did. The question, do you drink alcohol, is more acceptable than asking, do you have a drinking problem or are your parents alcoholics or drug users? That's fair, dude. What are we doing? I don't know, sir. What about you? My man says he sees you at the hotel bar Saturday nights on the road. This is The Drill. That's Football Fix. Brought to you by Pet Paradise. Second arrival and more come your way next on 1010XL. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Elections that uh, we, we, do have, get we do have a mayor locked in. Well, the mayor's race sure is like quiet, isn't it? Compared to other ones, it just like sneaks up on you. This is it, uh, ET. If ET were stranded on a desert island, I told him you can only take one song. This would be it. This, this is, is it. going with me. Wow. Oh, E. That's so mistaken. I'm clearly taken oh. by the simple man. Oh. Yes, Who sings I do. This? Uh, this would be a cameo. Cameo, baby. Cameo. I used to have a watch cameo. Or is that Casio? That's I can't ca- remember. That's Casio. That's definitely Casio. I learned something today. I was, I've mastered this task now, and I'm pretty proud of myself. Kind of shows that I'm a man of the, uh, of the IT world. Oh snap! I went to the gas station to get some gas. And I see his computer networks with this is uh, this is terrific. You what does that mean? Your, you paid with your card. Had what you do is you don't have to slide the card in if you, you got tap. a chip. You tap. Yeah, right. This is new. I to you. tapped today and it worked, and I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> Filled uh, that sucker up. Drove. Probably saved a good minute and a half right there. You know doing what? That. This is not the most manly of terms, but that's cute. I uh, I'm really kind of. Proud of myself, well, quite frankly. Be. That's gonna be, just think of the minutes you're gonna save now oh! in your life. They, oh! they add up. A minute and a half, you're probably gonna get gas another thousand times. Could lead to other activities for me. So think um, about a minute. That's a thousand minutes, man. Um, you gotta hold another like you know month out of your really life. It really does work wonderfully. All you do, in case you don't know, is you take your card with the little chip. <laughs> you right. place the chip life on the keypad. Yeah, I think they got this one. It beeps. Yeah. That means it's locked in. You don't have to punch in your Good numbers. You don't have to punch in a, a yes or a no question. It's just boom, pump. Good to go. Wow. Yeah. Tremendous. So Welcome that was, to 2023. That was. That I'm not the. Uh, by the way, I'm not the most uh, technologically savvy myself. I shouldn't poke fun. I'm probably doing dumb oh. things that are like, uh, you know, two cycles behind what's current as well. And one thing I wanted to talk about. That that, before you do that, yes. we do have some serious breaking news going oh. on this morning on All the right. First Coast. There, there's a car in the water on the Buckman. Oh, no. I mean, how long until we put up a safety something, man? 
Oh. We get a car in the Buckman around these joints one every couple of years. It's unexcited. How come I don't read stories of cars flying off major bridges in other cities, Dan? How Buckman, come they? Buckman's how come got they, a lower. Uh, hey, uh, I mean, where, where are the stories of, like, the Acosta Bridge, people flying off of it, sure. or the uh, or the, the Dames Point? Why is it the Buckman? And it happens well, all the time, man. Very sad. So it's on the north or the westbound there. I, I don't even, God bless what kind of recovery efforts are going on. It's not going to be good. And But it's snarled traffic, as you could imagine. It, it happened in the northbound lanes or the westbound lanes, however you play the, the Beltway game. It used to be 295 West, but now it's kind of the North Beltway, I guess. The Northwest uh, side uh, going from Mandarin to Orange Park. It, it happened on, on that side, so it, it's a snarling mess. And, you know, there's a bigger issue here, and that is, for the love of Pete, D.O.T., how many got to go in that river there on the Buckman Bridge before we make it, like, hmm. harder to go in? You should not. It's 2023. You shouldn't be moving in traffic on a bridge and plop in up in a river. Makes no sense. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, I was, uh, I failed to mention yesterday. I wanted to mention something, but this is a big deal. I, I was watching, um, FSU in Carolina last night and you can't fall behind by a lot of points. Every FSU is going to set a, a school record for losses in a season. This what? Year. Yeah. That's surprising. I yeah. would have thought at one of the, the lower mm-hmm. points they would have had. Uh, well, one more loss and they will set it. So, and they're going to have one more loss because their season's going to end. By the way, UNF season came to a. Heartbreaking loss last night against Bellarmine. Those dirty dogs from Bellarmine. Uh, the mighty Ospreys rallied back from five down with like a minute to go. Tied the sucker up with nine seconds. Some jabroni from Bellarmine threw up a shot that kind of sat Flanged on the around, rim. Bounced high. Fell through. Not a jabroni. It was a jabroni, man. I mean, it didn't. It should, should almost not count that shot. It was such a, such a lucky shot. But there was like .4 left, and UNF had nothing, and that was all she wrote. And mm. That's it. The season's over. That was the first, by the way, the first conference game of the year. For, first conference tournament game. Sure. Of the, they played it, I think it was at Kennesaw. It was on a neutral floor, right? Yes. No, no, don't care. All I know no is, one there. I, the A-Sun should play these games at home. and then play. They should play the whole tournament at home. I don't know. I don't know. If it, I don't think it was on a neutral floor. Yeah, it was at Kennesaw. It was? Yeah. Are you sure? Well, that's what the somebody on the text line who seems to follow UNF more than me. The other okay. game was at Liberty. That one was at well, tonight. They're at Liberty. Bellarmine is yeah with a two seat. So maybe they did that. I don't know. Um, but anyway, as I was watching Florida State, it reminded me what the AD for Florida State did the other day. Man, he fired some serious shots, dude. He said, "This is BS. We can't compete." What are you talking about? The SEC is making eight hundred and eleven million per year with its new ESPN ABC deal. Big Ten's contracts are closer to $1.1 billion. The ACC is making two forty, And the ACC deal doesn't expire until 2036 after the Big Ten and SEC get another chance to negotiate an even bigger payday. Factor in everything else that goes into conference payouts and the 80 for FSU faces a $30 million annual gap that is going to extend for a decade. And he said, look, he shot. He fired the shot, man. We're out. This doesn't happen. We out. At the end of the day, if something's not done, we cannot be thirty million behind every year compared to our peers. Alfred is pushing the ACC to change the way it gives money to teams. By his numbers, FSU contributes fifteen percent of the ACC media rights value because of its strong TV ratings, football, basketball success, ooh, and major in-state markets. Seminoles only get seven percent of the distributions. Well, you got to be careful if you're going to go. Uh, if you start 
not splitting TV revenue equally. He wants a new model based partly on performance and brand power. I don't think that's going to happen. I think FSU may be looking to leave the ACC. Sure. I'm sure they'd love to get in the SEC. It would be a good fit. They'd be a perfect SEC team. I mean, mm-hmm. I, they play more like an SEC. They're good in all sports. One trustee asked if a buyout to leave the ACC was even feasible. Vice President for Legal Affairs and General Counsel said that is an excellent question. The ACC's exit fee is three times its annual operating budget. That's about $120 million. If FSU could make up $30 million per year, does that mean the Seminoles would break even in about four years? Hypothetically, yes, said the AD. The full answer hinges on the grant of rights. We've heard that term before with Texas and Oklahoma. ACC schools have granted the TV rights for their home games to the conference until 2036. The ACC then distributes the revenues back to teams. If FSU can't find a legal escape valve, the Seminoles stand to lose out on hundreds of millions of dollars. So, yeah, and I'm sure we'll there's, see what happens. But I get sco- it. You know, Alabama could say the same thing about a already juicy SEC deal. I mean, we should get more. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. No. You gotta, yeah. And by the way, you've been absent uh, without leave for about five, six, seven years while Clemson's been winning natties and winning all the conferences. Yeah, money. but his point is the brand remains strong. I it guess, does, so. I guess. But I don't know. The brand is always, a, when you look in the mirror, the brand's always stronger than what other people see. Yeah, as. but FSU does have a strong brand nationally. They always have. Uh, uh, much like Joe, you will tell us about the U brand. Well, anyone who's won multiple national titles yeah. in the last 20, 30 years, Florida, LSU, FSU, they have strong brands. But I mean, I think um, Auburn. I think it's interesting that this is like, uh, well, okay, man, look. And he has a fair point in the respect that, and maybe he's just planting the seeds. Like maybe. I, but here, the only thing with that is why do you need to plant seeds anymore? With today's changing game, I mean, Oklahoma, Texas, just right. Just, just go. up and go. Just to give, figure out your – I don't know if the SEC would take them. Would they? I don't know. It's cha- Forever they uh, didn't want to take them. There'll probably be more expansion here down the road. I'm not just, it may not just be the, the question SEC. The maybe it's survive. the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, the Pac-12 is going by. I mean, you know, the Pac-12 is going to be in trouble losing SC and UCLA. And again, I'm not an expert on these conferences or how it works, but I just, I'm just speaking from an, uh, 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 watching, you know, locally and wondering if this is the first of, hey, look, we're I not, think it's we're gonna, not taking thirty million less than and and what he said. I think it was more of a warning shot to the ACC than it was. You got to change the way you do things here because I don't think he truly believes they're going to change the way they do things because there'd be too many programs like uh, Wake Forest will say no, that's not. Well, fair. I'd also have to look at you know top to bottom athletics across the co- you know across the conference. Yeah, it seems to me that FSU. I, I don't know about this particular year, but typically. They're good in women's softball. They're good in women's soccer. They're, they're, you know, they've always been a pretty good baseball program. Oh, dear. Yeah. Happened. That's how it started three years ago, almost today. Um, <laughs> three years ago next Thursday. <laughs> Jeff sneezed and the sports around the world. world shot down. That's right. Shut down. That's correct. So, anyway, his point is something has to change, and I, we'll see if something does change. I, well, I mean, part of this is does the ACC remand as one of the anchor brands? How big is it going to go? At some point, Dan, I don't know if it's two years, five years, or ten years from now, there's going to be like three major conferences with 24 teams. Yeah, right. You know, and then those 72 get in, and if you don't get in, and, and conferences for basketball and football may be different. The ACC may stay together or even re- – and, and, in fact, wouldn't it, it wouldn't be terrible if some things reverted back to their roots. Yeah, and the ACC is what it used to be with Maryland and FSU and and I'm not you know North Carolina, NC State, 
Of course, that's that might shove the Knowles into the Metro, so I don't know about that. The old Metro's back. Ladies and gentlemen, the Metro, FSU and Louisville. Tech was also off. a Metro team yeah. when, I was a, when I was a kid. The old Metro. Yeah. But so, anyway, well, I, I, think it's, <clears throat> I think it's interesting, and, and, uh, and we'll see. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I, I would buy that. So, Bryce Young, six feet even. Oh, he did? Yeah. Measured in today? They measured yesterday, I guess. Unless, I saw, unless the what I'm looking at is just listing their what they go to the combine with, but I thought this was updated. It's on combine. Um, I saw a great picture. I saw a great picture of Breeze, Bryce Young, and together or and, just together and C.J. Stroud, the three of them. Uh-huh. And Bryce Young is notab- noticeably shorter than Drew Breeze. For real. Yeah. Well, then maybe he's not six feet. Yeah. And, and he did not look that little to me on the field that short to me and what helps him a little bit is the uh the afro like the you know he got a little bit of bush on top of his head there so i don't know if they push down on that i don't know how that works when you're I'm sure they do don't your they? height i would think so you know what they really should do you think they oscar sh- gamble was six foot five don't you think th- <laughs> don't you think that uh, maybe they should measure a quarterback's height to his eye level like from his toes to his eye level you know from his flat yeah, flat foot to eye level well, and what- hair and Forehead, nothing else matters. I mean, that's how high you can see, right? Along those lines, our one-to-one financial poll question today, you need a quarterback in the draft. Which one of the big four would you take? Yeah. Young, Stroud, Levis, or Anthony Richardson? I, I mean, I'm not going to bet. It could end up being a mistake because of the size. I never considered Bryce Young to be a little guy as I watched him and considered him as a pro. I would take Bryce Young, but I said yesterday, I've seen more of him than anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, they have too. 44.7% right now at Dan Hickett on Twitter if you'd like to vote. Uh, say Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, 39.2, A.R. 11.1, Will Levis, 5%. Yeah, I, I get it with Levis. I don't, he's, that's a curious one for me. But So if you're a fan of whoever, Atlanta, Carolina, whatever, Washington. and they take Will Levis, you're going to be like. Yeah, you're probably a little more excited if it's, if it's, it's Richardson. your guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. it's Richardson. Like if you're, a, 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 you know, I think everyone is – dubious enough on Richardson being anywhere near ready. That seems to be accepted and established at all the teams that may draft him. You know what I'm saying? If your team drafts Anthony Richardson, you don't think you have a finished product. Let's go. You know, Lamar. Lamar had to wait, right? He didn't play right away. That's another example of playing behind Flacco. I gave him a you know, a chance. They put in a package for him. I think that's the best way to handle Anthony Richardson. Patrick uh, we didn't shall play see. right away. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. Um... And by the way, uh, you know, Bryce Young is also the betting favorite, significant betting favorite. Oh, yeah. I saw that um, Derek Carr is going to meet with three teams this week. Yeah, who are they going to be? They're the Jets, Mm -hmm. the Saints. They've already met with both those. Yeah, and the Panthers have now been added into the mix. Yeah, the Panthers initially said they weren't interested, which surprised me. Frank yeah. Reich said that earlier, or at least was that was attributed to him. Maybe that wasn't completely accurate. You know, when you look at the combine, to me, the, the thing that's most interesting is that it's also become the platform for everyone in the leagues, or, you know, all the organizations to kind of give you a state of their union, mm-hmm. right? We'll hear from coaches from different teams and, and GMs from different teams, and that'll include, obviously, Doug Peterson and Trent Balky. So stay tuned for that as we move through this weekend into next week. I believe just, they meet with the media today. Yeah, it's just general I perspective, I would assume, on, you know, what they see in, at 1010XL. Uh, has a crew. What time, What did you assign them this week at the Combine, Dan? What did I assign? Did you send a crew to the Combine here at 1010XL? I, no, I'm not. Oh, you did That's not my deal. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Well, that was- I'm right here taking care of me. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. figuring out how to get gas. 
with a chip card. A lot of people are. There, one guy did say, "I just discovered that myself." Everyone <laughs> else is like, "Wait till you discover Apple Pay or Google yeah, Pay." I know. You'll just be beeping around town buying stuff left and right. I have it. not discovered Apple or Google yeah, Pay. Good. Yet That's, either. It's good for. I that bet, would be something to you know shoot who for. has who BWR. Yeah, this is the drill. The it's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Mayhem on the Buckman on uh, Northwest uh, Belt Loop, um, uh, Beltway over there. Belt Loop. Um, we got a car in the water again on the Buckman gang. I mean, what in the hockey sticks? Back with ETN. Oh, yeah, we didn't I, guess Coogan Judge. Yeah, six four one ten ten. And I heard you. We've killed the song, so whatever. I'm not playing up anything new. We're just going back. We win. We sip whiskey. If we lose, we drink Fireball. They're both tasty to me. This is the drill. <laughs> All right, 728, two men enter, one man leaves victorious. David has graciously chosen to be the judge of today's ETN edition. David, good morning. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing well. We appreciate the time. You know how the game is played. Uh, Stand by for insults and other such to come your way. No yes. hazard pay, though. No, yes. Unfortunately. David is ready. He's going to judge fairly and okay. concisely. Go. All right. Satisfaction we crave. That's all we want. Round one. Now we got crashes on both sides of the Buckman, so keep it classy out there at West Side. Yeah. Bedlam on the Buckman. By the way, Duran Payne franchise this morning, right? Okay. So. Russell Wilson has been in the news lately. Danger Russ. Danger Russ. What yes. now? What do he do now? Uh, you know, it's been reported that he wanted his coaches, well, he wanted Pete Carroll and uh, the, the 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 GM fired. Mm-hmm. He came back and tweeted and said, Pete Carroll's like my father figure. Those those reports are inaccurate. Mm-hmm. It's also been reported that Russ has his own office right. up in Denver. In general, just in general, what are your thoughts of Russell Wilson? My thoughts are this. I Listen. If you're Russell Wilson and you want to build your your deal and you want to, you know, you're, and you say, hey, can I have an office? It's it's. My point is this: the Broncos and now they got a good leader. You know, they had this young Hackett dude who, whatever. Yeah, it's great. We love having you. You know, have your quarterback coach that we don't employ. Have your, you know, your TB12. Well, you're not TB12. You know, there's only one TB12. So, I, I think getting Sean Payton may at least help him. Get back to some reality here, and we'll see what he is able to do. But Russell Wilson's clearly his image has been tarnished by what happened with him leaving Seattle and, and the such. Yeah, I could care less about the the image per se. Uh, what are my thoughts on Russell Wilson? Uh, these are my thoughts on Russell Wilson. Barely sixty percent completion percentage, a passer rating of eighty four point four. Eighty four point four, man. That's like bottom seven or eight in the entire league. Sixteen touchdowns, eleven picks. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on Russell Wilson. He better hope and pray that Sean Payton can get anywhere near the late career production out of him that he got out of Drew Brees, and and maybe he can. Well, I think Russell left a good deal in Seattle, so I'm going to have to go with Jeff on that. That's what I said. Round two. The Combine is currently going on, gentlemen. Yes, it is. The um, combine is underway. What interests you guys the most about the NFL combine? Uh, what interests me the most at this stage, it's not the player workouts. I, I'm no longer, I'm not going to be awed or amazed by the Texas Abilene receiver that runs a 428. You know why? Because if I go pull up last year's combine numbers and quiz y'all, I ain't going to remember who did what. 
right? I think what's most interesting to me is after we heard from all of the teams and their leaders around the league when the season ended, you know, we now have this six, eight-week break and free agency is upon us and the draft is looming and and we get to hear from everybody. Kind of a state of the franchise report and there'll be questions asked of Doug Peterson and Trent Balky that perhaps they'll be better uh, capable of answering this go-around than they were, you know, when the season ended. So between the advent of the on-campus workouts that have become just as important, if not even more covered than the combine, that the, the player side doesn't intrigue me as much as the your local team and updates from them well I, I that's good I, I respectfully disagree I, I I could care I know what the local team's gonna say I know what Doug Peters is gonna say we've been saying it for weeks I know what Trent Balky's gonna say we've been saying it for weeks I love the combine stuff I love I love watching guys run the 40 man I want to see somebody blaze a 4.2 that I know I want to see the the receivers do their drill I want to see Bryce Young's height I want to know if Bryce Young is five foot ten and a quarter or six foot and a half. I, I I just stuff like that. Just pieces of the puzzle that I like to know. So I like that stuff. I want to see the the fat guys bench two twenty five and see if they can do it twenty five times. Herbert. Jeff, I like Dan. I like your enthusiasm. Winner, Dan. Thank you. Oh, that stinks. Thank you. Son of a bitch. Round I'm three. Do, I'm gonna do a quick forty down the hall to my truck. <laughs> this keeps going. <laughs> the Jaguars have recently been in the news. They made some uh, hit the Ranger with a five point seven eight forty. Thought mm. I might do <laughs> three Jag- cone, three cone. Jags done some uh, some off season transactions. Gentlemen, yes. So far, what has been the best transaction in the off season for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, yesterday I likened it to squeezing the tube of toothpaste, right? You squeeze it because they want to keep the band together as much as they can. So I mean, but the the biggest impact guy. Uh, Khan, they just move money around. Roy Robertson Harris and keeping him and signing him to a further extension is obviously the the biggest news so far of the uh, of the offseason, and he deserved it. He had a very good second half, and uh, you know we'll see if he can continue to maintain that level of play for the Jaguars. He's going to need to uh, for this defense. If I did the three cone drill, I would do Rocky Road, coffee, mm-hmm. and just good old fashioned chocolate. That would be my three-cone drill right there. What was the question? What transaction has done it for me? Uh, yes. What tra- Nothing yet. There's nothing happened yet to me that's done much for me yet. Uh, we've had some shuffling of the coaching staff, I would say, is probably most interesting, right? We got a guy that got the offensive coordinator job with a division rival. Uh, we have our uh, our other our offensive coordinator. wanted The Ravens wanted to be uh, – wanted to interview him as well. I, that, that little – cycle to me has been more interesting than anything that's happened personnel wise. Let's go with Dan on that one. Yes, sir. Let's don't say we did. Round four. Gentlemen, something that I really pay attention stretching to right now. Stretching. stretching. Something that I really pay attention to are the interviews oh, the at the combines. <laughs> Do what yes, now? The, the interviews at the yeah. combine yes. is something I really like to pay if attention to. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Uh, I'd probably be a pine tree. Okay. Pine. Yeah, yeah, you'd pine. be listening to the Cameo Candy. That's right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> if y'all had the chance to interview any one player, what per, what player would it be and what question would you ask? At, of of at this that, year's crop? of Yeah, of this of, year's crop. I would, I got to be honest, I would interview Stetson Bennett, and I would say, why is your face so punchable? That's it. That's the one question I have. Comes from a heartfelt gator perspective. Yeah, that's one question. Why is your face so punchable? 
I'd probably get censured by the league. I'd lose a draft pick for that one. Three hundred fifty dollar fine. Yeah, they put that out. Three hundred fifty k fine. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess I would talk to the uh, most intriguing person in the draft, and I, it would be Anthony Richardson. And I would ask him straight up. I would be I would have tape ready to roll, and I would say, "What were we thinking on this play? What were you going to do on that play? Why did you do this on this play?" I'm, if I if I need a quarterback, I got to cover my bases with this kid. I got to find out. Uh, the scouts love you. Why don't the fans? I need some answers. So those are the questions I would ask Anthony Richardson. Dan, great answer, but we need to go to the last question. Winner, Jeff. Oh, I've been down Loser this road Stetson. before. Loser Stetson. Yeah, Loser Stetson. The, the option now of a punch in the face is still out there. I've been down this Georgia road fan, before. you feel me. I get it. I'm sure there's plenty, <laughs> of, you want, plenty of you want to punch as well. Round five. <clears throat> Round five. This morning we talk Q ratings. Uh, can I say something real quick? I, well, this might be uh, documented as we move through the rest of the morning, but I guess Field Yates is reporting restructures for Kirk, Zay Jones, and Brandon Sheriff freeing up $26 million. I don't know if he's suggesting that or if he's saying that is in the process of, of being done. Anyway. This morning we spoke Q ratings, and uh, Peyton Manning obviously is at the top. I nailed that one. Do I get a point for that one? Yeah, but it doesn't count. Damn it. So, uh... Peyton Manning's at the top. Well, gentlemen, who would y'all put up there with Peyton Manning when it comes to Q ratings? Who, who's up there when it comes to Q ratings? You're not allowed um, to say Dan Hicken, okay? Well, the media mogul Just locally, so you know. but no, the you're talking about athletes? Athletes, yeah. Oh, Jordan, who still carries an unbelievable. And it's, it's you know, NBA guys because they don't wear helmets. So you get away from the football guys. So you go Jordan, you go LeBron. You know, those are the two. And then you can always go worldwide with soccer, but I don't in this country. So I, I would say, you know, in terms of Q ratings and recognizability, you've got Jordan, you got LeBron, and you got Tiger. Those are your three. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you left a, you left one on the on the table here. You left kind of the Peyton on the table. All right. And Q ratings is a combination of it's 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 recognition and it's also likability. It's a bunch of different things that they put. They give you an official score, and Peyton Manning is number number two though to me ahead of those guys who are active current athletes who also have their detractors. Barkley, Barkley is he's the Peyton. He's all over the commercials. He does the the, the guest hosting, the different things. He does Saturday Night Live. Charles Barkley is the NBA version of Peyton Manning. It would suggest that his Q score would be up in that realm. I suggest it will be higher than Jordan's. Well, both good answers, but winner Dan. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Let's kick in some fireball, David. Jeff, you want some? Take that fireball, shake it up, pull the lid off, and shove it where the sun don't shine. Oh, no! It could be your ear hole if you want. That's up to you. I'm not going to suggest what you'll choose. Mm. I'm on fire! David, you... Your character is low. David, you're a terrific man, a great human being. Yeah, your character's low. Thank you so much. Let me know the next time you want to break bread. You too, sir. Look in the mirror today. Look in the mirror today, David, and remind yourself. Let me pour you some. Gotta be better. Cinnamony. Let me get some of that. Gotta be better, David. Gotta be better. That's all I'm asking. Go through the routine here on this program every Tuesday morning. (laughs) Just be better. (laughs) So good. And what I'm not... What I won't do is come so back good. and pull up the actual current Q ratings because I may have looked at them already today. All right. Barkley may be number two. David, <laughs> wasn't, David wasn't interested. However, you might be right now. He's got a little bit of a prize pack cooking here. What you got, E? I got some razzle dazzle. Let me turn this fireball down just a little bit. Just I got a, a little. Let I, it play. I got a pair of tickets to Wu Tang Clan and Nas live at Daly's place. Oh! On- 
uh, September 23rd. You're talking Nas? I'm talking Wu-Tang. I'm talking Nas. All right, 641-1010. Be kind, be courteous, be correct right now, and you can go see Wu-Tang and Nas. All right, so we're back. So this happened to me over the weekend. I told you I went surf fishing on a Sunday morning. I went out with uh, one of my buddies. And I'm in his truck, right? We're driving back. E. You'll appreciate this. So we're driving back, and we're coming back from Ponte Vista. So we're coming up, you know, the Nocatee Parkway. We cross Phillips Highway. We're now on Racetrack Road, headed towards, you know, uh, it, you know, the new town center. And ultimately, San Jose Boulevard would be on sure. the far end of that if you kept going west. So we're driving. We get just past the town center, and we got the windows down, and we're talking. And all of a sudden, I am just overcome mm-hmm. with the thick, mm-hmm. rich mm-hmm. aroma mm-hmm. of weed. Oh, the sweet stinky. Sweet stinky. To the, mm. point of, I'm, to the point where, like— Breathe it in, Jeff. Well, to the point of, like, well, for a second, I'm like, well, damn, man, my, my man here been just— Riding around with Kilo and no one told me, but I'm saying, well, why would I suddenly this be overpowered? Then we're like, and then it comes up. We like mentioned it to each other. At first we're like, well, is there someone sitting next to us in traffic? You know, and it's just like wafting off and in. We had the dispensary. We we had one of the old, uh, we were trying to subscribe like the old COVID theory. Like remember COVID, they told you you could be in one aisle in the grocery store and the COVID would go around the corner and (laughs) over the cereal and then back through and get you. And we're thinking the same thing. So even if the dudes in front are, what do you think it's going to go out their windows, come back to us and come in hours, right? And no, you hit it. I guess it turns out there's a grow, you know, one of those legal grow farms that's right oh, there. And I guess yeah. certain times with the wind mm-hmm. and the weather, it's like walking into you, you know, a dorm room drug dealers. Mm, we yeah. call that facility. Uh, the kids call that loud. Loud. It was loud, yeah, Denny. It was a very loud, loud, loud. <laughs> loud. I mean, like <sighs> uh, the Jags did convert, according it's to pungent. Field Yates, thirty-two point six five seven million of base salary into signing bonuses. Uh, creating a total of $26 million in cap space for this year. So, move some things around for Kirk Jones and Sheriff, last year's free agents. Um, and so, look, I mean, I, and I don't know how that worked. Like, I'm sure it benefits the players in some way. You know, hey, I'm going to give you an extra couple million here. So I do know this, though. You start playing with you, – you start buying time when you start making a lot of these kind of moves. We haven't had a ton of these moves had to be made because suddenly you don't have people worth protecting. It would be like in, you know, they would just come through the revolving door around here. Andrew Norwell here. Okay, bye. See ya. You know, the next guy just, but but these are guys that, you know, obviously are going to be important. I, I was thinking about the the tight end position. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I want, look, Bill Barnwell did his little preview of all 24 teams. Or okay. 24. Oh. He did the 16 AFC teams this time. There's 32, I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he does the preview, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one prediction for each team, what they're going to do this offseason, and his prediction, I mean, I can get on board with it. I, I can understand to come up with it is to franchise Evan Ingram. Part of his rationale I wasn't so sure about, and that is, you know, you can't, you, you definitely cannot do him long term. He needs to show you for another year is his line of thinking there. Mm-hmm. And then I started, and, and, and that might make, even more sense from this standpoint, we don't know for sure what we're getting with Ridley. We think we know. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're optimistic. We hope that, woof, here comes Stefan Diggs. But you don't know for sure for a cat that's been away from the game for a year and a half, right? right, right. And who you don't have locked up for a long time. Right. So the prospect of even if you could afford signing Evan Ingram for three years and $39 million, are you better off just giving him the – or 35 or whatever? Are you better off just giving him the one-year 11? Do you hurt feelings? Do you, does it affect things moving forward? But the, Rid, the unknown about Ridley almost makes Ingram more mandatory, No. One way or the other. Sure. And I think there's urgency, right? Everyone has, has spoken it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so so a lot going on in terms of just setting up the cap to make sure you have some availability so you can do some things. And and uh, as they start to prepare and look at, you know, future draft picks and then, of course, free agency, which, which hits first. I was uh, at work last night at the television studios, Jeff, and uh, I had seen this story. On Twitter, on social media, and uh, you've probably seen it as well. And this is actually a nice story. Well, it's a tragedy that's getting better, I guess, is the best way to put it. There's this this, uh, young man. His name is Andrew Prue. And Andrew and his wife came down. They're Titans fans, which you mean, ugh. And they came down to watch their Titans play the Jags at the end of the year here, right? Okay. Sounds like good fans. And so uh, Andrew and Alexis. uh, And he uh, used to work in television. Okay. Uh, uh, it's, well, you know what? I I didn't realize. I saw, mm-hmm. like, asking for prayers about his wife. Yeah. It, but I didn't realize that was here in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. That, oh, okay. Continue. So, so, anyway, they go to the Jags-Titans game. They're staying at a hotel downtown, I believe. They go back to the hotel, and she says, she looks at him. She goes, I, I, I can't breathe. Something's wrong. I, I think I'm going to die. Call 911. Boom, collapses. So... He does. They immediately come. They transport her. She went into cardiac arrest in the ambulance. They kept her going. This it's is right around the like whole DeMar, DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah, that's Very scary. much like DeMar Hamlin. All right? It was almost like, for some reason, I don't know for sure, it kind of sticks to me like on the heels of that. But. It happened right around the same time. Yes, for sure. So, anyway, she they have been down here now 50-plus days, but they put her in a coma, but she has, and I mean, it it. You know, it, it it looked grave, honestly. And she has come out of the coma and is slowly beginning to recover. They have a little a little daughter. And the the beauty of the story is how well there's a lot of beauty. Hey, God bless her, she's getting better. That's number one. Uh and and the way Jacksonville has responded and tried to take care of the Prues either through uh, GoFundMe. He, the guy dropped everything. He's been here for 50 days. I don't know what he does. He's got his daughter. He had a rented apartment in Jacksonville for the because they're going to be here for a while while she rehabilitates. So yeah, that's crazy. But she is up, and I've seen. You know, he posts pictures. He's he's sort of told his story on social media, and it's just beautiful to see like her and her daughter, you know, side by side because. It didn't look good at all. And, I mean, there's a picture of him right there at the Jags-Titans game, smiling, have, you know, and, and a couple hours later, she would be in distress and in, in danger of losing her life. So, uh, we, uh, the television station, uh, uh, Action News, did the story. I saw it last night, and it was, it was very good. But, um, yeah, anyway, God bless him, and I'm glad they're doing – I'm glad they're doing well, but his name's Andrew Prue. If you want to f- go back and look at his story, it's uh, oh, that I like I said, I didn't realize his wife that that Alexis was, is doing. I didn't realize much that was better. local. Yeah, it was I, right I here. I saw a story yesterday that it caught my eye, so I um, I was on a news website somewhere. In fact, mm-hmm. I may have been. It may have even been y'all's. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the little um, 
I say the little. Did you see the story of the, the American swimmer that was found dead yes. in the U.S. Virgin I didn't Islands? read it, but I saw it. Bowles. No. Spent time at Bowles. Oh, dear. I didn't. I, now, she wasn't there the entire time. Uh-huh. Um, here, hold on. To get there. But not from Jacksonville. She uh, well, I think she, uh, she must have spent at least some time. Right, uh, a former American swimming champion is dead in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Jeez. By the way, this is like the second or third of these kind of suspicious deaths down there. Yeah, you know, you know, tune into Dateline in six months, and that's where it will be. But yeah. I guess her, um, her boyfriend and his friend brought her to the hospital, where she was pronounced dead on arrival. They are not suggested at all. He had been off with him somewhere, and they came home, and she had a uh, down. But her name is Jamie Kale. Uh, or Kyle, one of the two, 42 years old, originally from New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was living on the island of St. John's. Um, the boyfriend came home from a bar shortly after midnight, Feb 21, found Kale on the floor of their shared home. Oh, jeez. Uh, he and his friend brought her to the to a clinic where medical staff couldn't remind her. But anyway, to, to the part that, that interests me, they go into her bio. Uh, she still holds several records in the 15 to 16 age group at the Bowl School in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. Okay, my man Fernando Acosta Ruiz is uh, texting me right now. Okay. Um, yeah, ninth and tenth grade at Bulls. Jeez, appreciate it, Nando. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, just I, I just was thinking about that local tie-in because I, mm. you know, as I said, when you talked about the the woman in the coma, I was aware of that story. I knew yeah. it was a Titans fan. I didn't realize they were actually here and were. Oh yeah. In, in a coma here, it's just. Uh, but again, shout out to you know. Jacksonville medical first responders, uh, like I said, from what I understand, what he said, she went into cardiac arrest in the ambulance and they kept her going mm. um, well, and, and continued prayers saved her life. Him. But yeah, so anyway, some good, you know, that's a feel good story. And, and, and listen, sometimes it, we, you know, we, we hate the Titans, but we can rise, certainly can rise above it when it comes to that, situations That fan, like that. if it's striking someone's nerve to the, you know, $10, $20 amount, there is a GoFundMe for these. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're way overextended. The meta, I mean, oh, thank you for somebody who's had a close family member go <clears> through <throat> life-saving medical emergencies. It is speaking criminal of inju- what they charge to take care of you. Speaking of injuries, I, I probably ought to quietly uh, send my apology to LeBron after I Sort of called him out yesterday for being a little bit soft, and he maybe missed a few weeks. <laughs> we I don't know what Jekyll and Hyde DNA we split at birth because I'm the opposite. I'm the we we absolutely flipped roles because now I'm ready to say, okay, so it was good enough to play the fourth quarter, score 11 points, and win. Yeah, but you got 20 games left in the season, and the diagnosis is sore foot. Buddy, I'm going to need to see an x-ray here. Somebody better show me a crack in a bone or sore foot ain't going to cut it for me. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this is a 20-game stretch. Well, you, gotta, you're 38 gotta, wait, years wait, wait, wait. old. It's got to be something that... Sore yeah. foot is what they're saying. Well, no, there's something in there. I mean, maybe slightly... Or I don't know. Can you slightly tear an Achilles? I don't know what happened. You, you can have a small fracture or, or something, something. Something popped. Strain. I mean, I don't He heard it pop, man. He, he heard, heard it pop. pop. He did say I yeah. No, he said, I hear an <laughs> Sore foot. I'll have to ask Doc where have, you know what where they put that on their scale of uh, pain. I mean, and what overcome. if it's what if it's uh, uh a mojo what is the thing called? The mojo one. The Liz Frank? Liz Frank. Yeah, that wouldn't be a sore foot. That would be a well, Liz Frank. 
Well, I mean, that's what they're. Well, he would be if it's Liz Frank. He's shut down, right? Well, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Well, I, they tell the truth, then. Well, di- they're gonna. I guess they're doing X-rays and such. They're, they're digging it, deeper. Okay, but this it, happens Sunday afternoon. They were taking precaution, man. He yeah, had adrenaline. That's why he was sore, able to go back to the fourth quarter. It was adrenaline. adrenaline. Adrenaline was going, it, it, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> it was the adrenaline. You don't get that adrenaline when you're playing, you know, the, the 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 Grizzlies. On I got to leave. Friday night. Uh, I'll be leaving at eight. I got a sore throat. Hey, let me tell you, that's a sore foot, an eight-year-old. I oh, have dear. a sore foot, oh, okay? No. Oh, I boy. need to see an x-ray with a fracture in it, or the man needs to play. How about that? Mm-hmm. You're 38. What, are we saving him from future wear and tear? Want yeah. to play with Bronny, the, man. the reality is they're awful when either one of those is missing. Oh, they're, they're they've screwed. got to, Yeah, they got to both they, be together. Even better after the trade deadline, they're not good enough. And Well, you, you, not only do you have the LeBron injury if he misses a few weeks, which, by the way, it could be season-ender. But you know in the next five games, AD is going to miss a couple because you know that's Well, here's coming. what happens. When each of them is hurt, the other one puts on this massive load, and then the next game, like AD played the most minutes of the season at Boston and got hurt the next day last time he was trying to do this. Right. So, and again, it, he went down at the end of the third. He played the whole fourth quarter, scored 13 points. Tell me why. I mean, what? Okay, I got this for you. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm just a little bit still affected by watching Patrick Mahomes snap his foot in half yeah. and come back in the game that day yeah. and then play the rest of that one, play the next week, and then the Super Bowl, yeah. okay? Yeah. He's got three games to go three weeks, the same as LeBron, and it's okay for him to drag that foot around, but LeBron's got a sore foot, Hick. Adrenaline. Sore foot, E.T. It's adrenaline is what I'm being told. <laughs> Catlin Truck Accessories uh, Tuesday. I did see a speed trap uh, airport road right now coming out of the airport. And an absolute slow trap right now on the Buckman. FHP is saying one of the Road Ranger trucks actually pushed the car into the water. What the hell are we doing out there? <laughs> What's well, an accident? I mean, it didn't do it on purpose. I mean, I don't. Was. There's still a higher level of responsibility. You're a Road Ranger. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to be an expert at it. It's all I'm saying. The uh, there's a uh, starting safety who's surprisingly getting released here. And we'll tell you about that when we come back as the combine. Maybe he has a sore foot. Maybe he has a sore foot, E.T. You know, Jeff, I jumped on the uh, on something the other day and went ahead and renewed my Jaguar season tickets. Okay. And what to my wondrous eyes did appear but a hefty increase. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Sound like my HOA. I'm wondering if the... Uh, the other season ticket holders have noticed theirs uh, going up, or am I in a small world on my own out there, floating in the wind with my keys? No, I look. I, look, I, I get it, man. I would assume, to be honest, even though yours have gone up, that if you compare them mm-hmm. to other winning NFL teams around the league, that where your seats are are going to be comparable to what anyone, probably less even still than what they're paying in Cincinnati or Buffalo. I, I need to know that Kansas City, other places that win. Mm-hmm. Now we got a terrible product, but we had a very cheap. In fairness to the Jags, they kept it very manageable when they were terrible. Oh, yes. And so now they've gotten good. I think we're all willing to pay a little bit more for. There's also the timing here. It's just about time that people are rate. Right? Everything's going up. It's called inflation, I think. Yeah, it is. So it's like a 15% increase I'm willing for to pay, everyone. but I'm also willing to say, okay, well, if we're going up as much, it was a, it was a, it wasn't, it wasn't like a $5 increase. No, it was like it was 20, like 30% yours. $25 a ticket per game. So I'm also ready to say, okay, well, maybe it's yours time. Yours was a third. Yours went up about 30%. I got someone here on the text line, the Design by Lifetime and Closers, they had a 15% yeah. increase for their club seats, and you're not 
alone. I'm sure everyone that got it noticed mm-hmm. the initial sticker shock. And and we're also to a, you know back in the day you could buy three year plans, Dan, and finance them. Well, yeah. now it's a, it, they're in demand. If you don't buy your seats, someone mm-hmm. will. I bet. Yeah, I just yeah, and that's fine. I'm just like uh, my 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 only other point is maybe it's time that you know dump the London game then. Well. <laughs> I, I think you'd have some fans there. So, I, I don't, I don't think there's any chance it, of that. We can rotate it, but do we have to go every year and lose that game every year? Uh, folks are saying, don't we have an extra home game this year? No. No, no because there's only one preseason game. You're yes. always paying for – Yeah. Although you do get an extra regular versus preseason. Yes. So, yeah, I guess in a way there is. Well, if you look at you it You get eight way. total at home you and only one preseason. get the same amount of games yeah. every year. One year it's two preseason games yeah. and one less regular season. The following year it's one preseason – because there's only three preseason games – so one year it's one preseason and two regular. I would listen to me, man. Through the su- pain and suffering we've been through, I think most people would pay a little bit more to watch a team win and yes. re- recreate what we had down the home stretch, starting with the really the Raiders game, the Raider game, the Baltimore game, the Dallas game, the yes. Titans game. Those are just regular season games. Yeah, tickets here are ranging anywhere from fifteen to thirty percent. That's what people. the boys are saying. Yeah, all right, which yeah. makes sense. Well, at least I'm not alone. We're all in this together, friends. But people are saying nine games, more games. You had nine last year. Stop it. We just explained it. Yeah, you lost one to London in a regular season. Yeah, that's seven. Yeah, and you had two in the preseason. Yes, it's nine every year. So yes. stop trying to like twist and turn and explain something that doesn't exist. You sound like the Live Tour pushing a demographic that doesn't exist for their golf viewership. <laughs> it's nine games every year, so yeah. no. They went up. Um, I don't think they'll end London. No, at, no, at all. They're, yeah. not. they're not. And, just, and again, there's a lot of this. My seats went up $16 a seat. I'll gladly pay it for a winning team. And I think that it's a feel-good correct. moment right now. Correct. Yeah, we used to complain the bigger, about well, the Well, the bigger one will be this. I'm sorry, ET, and then you get to keep your point on the tip of your tongue. Keep it on the tip. Well, we also have a stadium showdown that's going to come here at some point when it comes to financing that bad boy. And so, you you know, you want to have, like, some public perception and a fan base on your side when it comes to making sure that gets done as well. Whether or not this affects it, I don't know. What were you going to say? We always, well, the fans used to always complain about a crappy product being put on the field. Well, now it's not a crappy Correct. product. Right. So when a winning product is put on the field, you can gladly play to go watch that That's product. a good point. We definitely got our money's worth last year uh, and then some and if things go bad you know you can always sell a ticket because <laughs> you got better teams coming yeah. in <laughs> so, some good teams coming you in. got some good teams coming in you know uh, uh, are the Niners here I think the Niners come through right they they, they pack the house wherever they go so you know I mean to make money back I would like to, I would say this is fair how about make sure that we really prioritize and by prioritize, I mean make sure we send the least attractive game to London. Can we at least do that? Right. Those, those people in London don't know the difference. Right. They don't know the difference. Please stop here's it. The, here's the issue, though. If you're if you're if you're uh, organization GM coach, are you okay with giving up one of your divisional home games? Yeah, you are. I am. Okay. If I'm, the I don't good know team, that they are. I'd play the Texans on the moon, Hick. Well, I, I understand don't care. that, but I'm saying. Well, would you as a fan rather play Texans at home? It's different. I'm a fan. Of course, I'll, I'll give up any. Wouldn't I, you rather have home field advantage against a good team rather than the Texans? I mean, I'm not giving up the Titans game because I love to beat the, the Titans. The Titans is, well, we, we, I guess we've done the Colts there. I just think that I, I'd rather play the good teams here, the division teams or the bad teams. I don't care if it's, quote, division. I don't think that's a big deal to me. Okay. Right. We're playing for things. You know, bigger things right now, I think, in this next window. I mean, it'll start with the division. I think we're just like, we beat Houston 31-3 in Houston. 
I think the uh, it's it's so it's so funny and it's 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 been hard to say, but yeah, we're playing to to win the Super Bowl. That's what we're doing now. We're not in this to win the South. We're not in this to win a playoff game. We're the the window is officially open for us to go win the Super Bowl. That is going to be a theme here over the next few years, and that's what we're going to try to do. So enjoy, exactly. enjoy the ride, uh, boys and girls. It's about to get raucous at the bank. But I just I just wanted to mention that. So if you're getting ready to renew, get ready for a little bit of sticker shock. And basically, it's in you know what I do. I I'm not a I'm not a hey I'm going to pay it all. I'm a, I like to spread it out so the damage doesn't feel so brutal. Yeah, I, 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 would feel, I feel out, real strongly in this. Whether it's division or not in the division, I want the easiest game to be the on the schedule to be the London game. And I maintain, I still maintain, it hadn't played out like it did when we got in a little bit of a groove. I still think it's a bit of an advantage for the Jags because they go there every year, especially as Trevor ages and this team stays together. You know, they'll handle that London experience versus teams that are flying over there for their one trip every 20 years. That's true. That's true. So, um, we'll see how that goes. Do you have time to address the hottest team in the, in the association? Um, the Bucks, right? The ones that have won 15 in a row? Who are you, speak, who are you referring to by the, quote, hottest team in the association? Because the hottest team would be the Bucks. The Bucks have won 15 in a row? 14, maybe. I like to embellish it, just one to grow on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 14 straight, yeah, for the, uh, for the Bucks. But mm. I, I, ref- I assume you're... Mm. Or referring to your New York Knicks, mm. who have won, I believe, six in a row and had a nice little win over Jason Tatum. They kind of cheated and got him kicked out of the game, but that's okay. He got himself kicked out. Oh, oh Scott! Did. Scott's on the fair fair. Oh, he is? And he wants to talk about the tickets. So the Scott. The Scott. You used to always scream whenever I Scott called that Scotty doesn't know Scotty doesn't know. I'm glad, <laughs> yeah, those, days, I'm glad those days are gone. That's all right. Hello, Scotty. Morning. Good morning, Scott. guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Hey, uh, I've renewed ours as well. Long-time season ticket holder. Glad to see they're finally winning. What I've always hated is the preseason games yeah. are the same price as a regular season game. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same product. It's still an evaluation for the coaches. And I've often questioned, man, that's a racket that the NFL has that we all seem to buy into and nobody seems <laughs> to question or call that out. I know it's the same number of games, and I'm cool with that, but it's not the same well, in product that, in on that, the field. In, yeah, and in that case, this year's a good year for you because you get the eight. Last year, there were nine games you paid for, seven regular season, two preseason right. home games. This year, right. you're going to get eight regular season, one yeah. uh, preseason. I thought they You're 100% got, correct, by the way. It's one of the great scams, that? but we address it I all the time. I thought they changed that, no? No. And it's, they had it's, talked it's, about changing that, and if they change that, that throws the Thank you for the call, off. Scott. It's, it's, it's ridiculous and drives you crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Browns will release safety John That's it for Johnson. Talk. Good. That's right. Nice. At the start of the league year on March 15th, uh, barring a trade, he was entering the final year. Remember, we wanted him as a free agent? Yeah. Uh, John Johnson. Yeah, so I do. He is. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not playing well. I mean, no. You know, these teams getting getting some issues. No. Yeah. Um, the Knicks beat. Um, beat the Celtics. Beat the Celtics last night in a. In a you know, the Knicks are going to move up to, I think, the five seed. I think I said this before, and I meant it 100%. Mm-hmm. I want the Knicks to be really, really good, so you get really, really excited. So the frustration when the season ends will be greater. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm just saying we – Just as you would, by the way. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm just saying we've taken two out of three from the uh, Celtics this year. So What about the Hawks? Once two we, out of three from us, too, probably? Once we get done with the Cavs in We're round terrible. one – I'm we, not scared, though. We may – 
We may take a little peek, see. And well, if you get past the Cavs in round one, that'd be great. Good. That'd be that'd be a good step up. The Cavs. So you don't trust them. I, I think I'd like that matchup if I were the Knicks. I'd rather play them than the other three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In order, if I'm a good team, and the Hawks aren't, so I won't include them in the conversation. The Knicks are playing more like a good team, certainly, than Atlanta has all year. I tell you, the team I don't want anything to do with, I don't know how you do against them, but the Heat. We couldn't beat the Heat with with, with the Warriors players. We just, hey, you know. Jimmy, Har- once this year Jimmy they... Harden had a wide-open three to beat <clears> him last night. That. Couldn't knock and it down. We played the Heat earlier this year, the one time that we did beat them, and they literally set, like, every player on their team, and we still barely won. I don't know, something about that Miami. The Heat are in the seven hole right now. I would want to fa- if I were you, based on you going to be a four or five, you're going to get Cleveland. I would want them. Next, I would want Philly, although Philly could beat you. Who is the uh, favorite in the West? It's Denver. Bye. Not even close. Yeah. Over Phoenix? Yeah. You don't think Phoenix with KD? Now, you're asking me who the betting favorite is and who the fans will all gravitate toward, but I think the team that the people think will win will be Denver. Although Denver has this issue. Yeah. They never win. They never win, dude. But they've got the best player in the game. At some point, that translates, doesn't it? You would think. Well, and they got Murray, too, right? Yeah. So they got those two because he wasn't around for the last year, right? Correct. So, so, yeah, it's or yeah. something. So. Yeah, it's he, a stunning one for no, me. No, well, it's, poor, it's a lot more than that, too, by the can way. I, can I give you the most stunning, and it maybe has never been mentioned, this franchise on this show? Okay. Sacto's in third? Oh, yeah. In the West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, they're balling out there. Sacto? Yeah. Know, right? I mean. But, again. If the, Sacto's in third, the Jags can win the Super Bowl. It can't happen. No, I think it does go to show you why if, you know, this, by the way, this entire conversation we're having mm-hmm. is why I need the press conference today. I need the Lakers medical staff to show me an x-ray. I, if I'm shutting my guy down with a sore foot, and this there for the taking, man, they could have a magical run, couldn't they? Can I have some none pop, of, pop those, quiz music, please? None of those teams are scaring you to death. I'm going to test my friend Jeff Prosser's NBA knowledge. He was a ticket. I know the league. I got the ticket. He had the ticket for a lot of years. You I have the ticket have this the year? Ticket. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Watch, the, watch every stinking Hawks game. Not always live. Sacto currently lists 17 members on their roster. Yes, Sacto we played Sacto. Like, we played Sacto forever ago, man. I'd like you to see how many could you name. Uh, e, can you give me an over-under on Jeff yeah. and the Sacto roster? <sighs> 17 guys. Now, I, again, I haven't played Sacto in forever. I haven't watched Sacto, so this is going to be Give me hard. a number, please. E. I'm going to go six and a half. Yeah, six good. and a half. I think, I think he can beat that. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be close, man, go because there's going to be guys that you forget where they are. Like, Buddy Hill's been there 10 times, but I think now he's with Indiana. Okay. Um, Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe he is. Uh, well, um, Sacto. Sacto roster. Fox. Here, Swiper. Fox, he's on the board. He's got one. Swiper. Swiper, Swiper. I haven't watched them, dude. I, I I, Sabonis. Sabonis? Playing yeah. like an all-star. I think they have... Um, <sighs> oh, dear. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to need... I, oh, I, dear. You can hint me here, and I'll get 10. This guy scored 40-some-odd yeah, points in that high-scoring game. Monk. First. Yep, yep. Malik Monk. Malik Monk, they have him. They, also, they played together at Kentucky. Oh, they have the kid, the rookie from uh, Iowa, Keegan Murray. Yep. million percent. That's four. Um, they have, uh, God, they have one of those big goofy, like JaVale McGee or Willie Cauley-Stein or one of those dudes, don't they? <laughs> um, all right, no, let's go. Let's. Uh, they have. Um, you want a college for one of them? Yeah, I'll get it. Well, it, okay, I'll, I'll give you one that. 
It's shaped. Oh, I know. Harrison Barnes. Okay. I could get there, but it's just... Uh, yeah, there's in, another one that's... In three minutes, I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, there, we're not gonna stay that long on Sacto, but there's a shame. There's one that's shameful that you haven't gotten because he he means a lot to you. Kevin Herter. Thank you. I would have gotten there. <laughs> yeah, I would have gotten there quick. So that's, that's six. six. All right, let me get one more. I can get one more. They have... The uh, next one was a gritty, gutty, gritty, gutty player back in the day from down under. Delavadova still in the league? Yeah. I would not have gotten him. I'm honest on the ones that I knew or didn't know. I think they have one of my, like, like Brandon Goodwin or, like, one of my former guards. Like, a indis- uh, God, who All right, it? well, you're, you're, you've done anyway, well. Who we got? So, you got Harrison Barnes. You got Terrence Davis from nope, Ole Miss. Nope. You got Delavadova. You got P.J. Dozier. Nope. South Carolina. You got Kessler Edwards from Pepperdine. Nope. Keon Ellis. De'Aaron nope. Fox. Re- yep. Uh, Re- Rashawn Holmes. Nope. Kevin Huerta. Yeah. Alex Len. No. Trey Lyles. Maybe. No. Uh, Metu. No. Uh, Davion Mitchell. No. I got that's the kid from Baylor. I yeah. knew he was on there, but I would not. Malik they, Monk, Keegan Murray, uh, Nemias Queta, and Sabonis. The six, are, the six I got are the six I would have gotten. And lastly, could you tell me the coach it, of Sacto? Gosh, it's um. I you know he? I can't. It's no. They he's, changed. He's a he's a retread. Yeah, it's um. He's a retread guy. It's um, um. It's not Luke Walton. No, he was there. I think. I think we need something yeah. special happening in Sacktown. Yeah, who is it's um? But they fired me, unfortunately, and Dad's pissed. Um. Okay, give me a. a, a, a it's a retread, huh? Yeah, it's a retread. He's coached in a lot of different places. Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts is a good one. Nope. He is um. Let's see. What can I? Let me give you a different place where he's coached, man. Yeah, what about? Oh, uh, I'll give it away. Is uh, it? Um, the, is it the guy that came from Denver? No. Um, Coach the Lakers. It's not. No, Tyron Lue is with the. Mm-mm. With the. Not Tyron Lue. Kurt Rambis. <laughs> coached with. Uh, oh, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah, that's who it is. Mike Saw Brown. him the other day. Yeah. Cleveland Lakers. Cleveland. Sacto. Was he Golden State for a lot of years as an assistant the last few years? Was he? He was an assistant at yeah, it was Golden State. Yeah, it was Golden State. So all right, let's do this. Let's take a break. We got brunch with the tour on deck. Stewie Moore's arrived. Uh that's always good. Back and eat. Executive vice president uh, has got the free shirt on today. So nice. the logo. He's wearing it proudly. Yeah. He's okay. already taking on the look. Matching. He's, he's gone, already taking on that stressed look that we'll see so often here in he's a got couple that, of weeks. He's so. got that dazed. I picked Chris Kirk look. I don't know. Him. Do you have a time machine? What the hell's going on with you? More of that next year. It's the Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Yes, sir. We're back. It's go time for Stewie Moore. He, uh, you know, his uh, his title is Executive Vice President of Agronomy. Mm. However, he is a busy, busy man during Players Week. Yeah, it's here. It's, and that's uh, it's not necessarily week. getting the course ready. It's next week. And I got to start off by saying, listen, mm-hmm. I listen driving in. I always listen to you guys. Uh-huh. You guys buy Jags tickets? I mean, it's Hicken and Pro. You guys are the voice of the city. Oh, they don't dude. give you tickets? No, they don't. What do you think they do? No, Anything? they don't. It's a moneymaker. I support the franchise due to the fact that the franchise is good to me in terms of this and yeah. television. Sure, and okay. So that I feel like, you know, and my family likes to go. Okay. We're Jacksonvillians, you know. Do you sit with your family? Or you go straight to the, the no, box? And I go at halftime. I go at halftime and go I see I typically my bounce around the stadium. So... That's okay. how we This roll. year I was in the box a lot more. Yeah, I like it. But yes. The but box is kind of antiseptic. Thank you. And well, if you'd like to represent, <laughs> I it's not that I wouldn't. I would take the tickets if they gave yeah. them to me. Yeah. In fact, if they want to give 
Jeff and I a suite to entertain. We would love that. That'd be great. I mean, the PG. The PGA Sorry. Tour has a suite, but it's kind of known that uh, if you're going to go to said suite, it might be nice to entertain a client or two mm-hmm. and not just take your buddies and go on a bender. When do you officially become a cranky bee uh, <laughs> during Players Week? Like, when does it set in? Like, Tuesday? Oh, I was going to say it started last October when yeah. uh, when Jared starts calling me at 7 p.m. at night with one-off questions. Yes, but, uh, yes, yeah, yes. No, I would say uh, this weekend it gets a little antsy. On the weekend? I think it's also like when the so you know the media they, they kind of come in a little bit here and there on Monday Tuesday yeah. mornings like full send yeah Tuesday morning it's like Jordan Spieth and then Jay's got his deal and uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and then you start getting hit with the questions and here comes Smitter and he's got a question about the yeah. 1987 players I don't have the answer I gotta uh-huh. find a millennial to look it up there's a lot going on what media person nationally bothers you the most <laughs> Wow oh, is it man. Fergie No Fergie's great Okay. Well, as long as it, it, I tell you what, though, if that media center dips below seventy-two degrees, Fergie, Fergie will let you is, know. Uh, Ferguson right. still live here on the first coast, or no? yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. love Fergie, so that's yeah. why I brought him. Well, he's you know he's great. He's got a big job. He's Doug basically Ferguson. the voice of golf. Yeah, Doug Ferguson, yeah. longtime AP Legend. writer, used yeah. to work for the Times Union, right? Before yes. he went, yeah, he did. Yeah, did he cover the Jags with you guys back? No, in the he was day? A, always a golf writer. Always a golf writer. Okay, Jeez. so it's Smitter. Uh, <laughs> I love Smitter. You love Smitter? I, I mean, listen, I, I will say this. A lot of national markets out there um, don't necessarily have a full-time golf writer, hence Doug Ferguson gets a lot of copy. Are you, uh, you, Smitter is still a, a tremendous full-time golf writer. He is. You know a lot about uh, uh, golf, uh, so I will ask you. Uh, Jeff and I have been covering the players for a long time. Uh, I'll ask you who won my inaugural players. The very first players that I covered, I'm not going to tell you the year, but you're going to have to figure it out and then okay. guess who won. My inaugural I'm supposed, players. I know this. Am I supposed to know this? Did you say? Oh, well, you know it. Uh, I've said it a few times. You I might think, know it. I'm like, going to go with. Are you ready? Uh huh. I'm going to get. You going to tell me your age? No. On air? Okay. We're not doing I, any I'm of not, that. I'm not right? afraid to tell you. No, it's I'm, no. I've got. I've got a great answer. I've got a great answer. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Leonard. That's not it. He That's was here good. way before that. Yeah, no. way before. Yeah. I. I don't know why this is. I'm probably going to get this. If we ever did like a newlywed game where BWR took questions and I took questions, I'm not sure I wouldn't win. <laughs> well, she wouldn't get this. No, she wouldn't get she this. She would have yeah. no well, shot well, at Well, they would need to be this kind of questions. Understand what I'm saying when I say it. It's yeah. got to be. So wait. It's I, I want to say, I'm going to, this could be wrong. Okay. It's one of two guys, I'm almost sure. And <laughs> each of the each of these two guys, let's do, tell me if I'm right. Each of these two guys, last name ends with an M. That is correct. Yeah. So it's one of two guys. It's either the the the, the dart tugging, cigarette smoking, disheveled John Mahaffey, mm-hmm. or it's the Kentucky Rube Jody Mudd. Wow. It is one of those two dudes. I'm going to say, I don't remember by year. I, I want to say, I bet you, I'm going to go Jody Mudd. Oh, so close. Is that right? John it's, Mahaffey. It's Mahaffey. Yeah. What year was that? 1986. Good Lord. Yeah. I thought I did it that way, and, and I thought that Mahaffey was back further. That's where why. Were you, who, you TV? What were we doing back then? Yeah, it was TV. Yeah. I actually did freelance work that year for ABC Sports Radio. Wow. Called in some updates and such. Wow. Yeah. Make a little cash. We needed those 25 bucks they'd send us oh, back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. 1986, <laughs> John Mahaffey yeah. beat Larry Mize by a stroke. I love it. Your boy was in third grade cheering you on from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, the following year, Sandy Lyle beat Jeff Sluman in the – 
infamous Hal Valdez diving into the lake uh, uh, during the playoff situation. That's what we call a gold standard, everyone. 1988, we got another great one. I'm not going to go through every one, don't worry. But 1988, <laughs> we got another one, Jacksonville's own Mark McCumber. Yep. So one of my favorites. I thought that was the M you were going with. Yeah. Uh, uh, 89, a little bit forgotten, but Tom, Tom Kite. Kite. Yeah. Uh, so I was here for Tom Kite. I Kite's could go win. Super Bowl on you now. You were here? You hear yep. me? Tom huh? Ki- I can pretty much go Super Bowl. I can do our Super Bowl thing there oh, yeah. for, for a, a long stretch. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was a kid. I came down with my dad who had a friend in Jacksonville, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And Tom Kite's leading in the final round. I actually wrote a story on this for .com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's walking down 15 with a one or two shot lead. And he just shoots the crap with me for, you know, walking 100 yards along the rope line, asking me about my game. And, hey, are you good at putting? Wow, can you come in and putt for me? This is in the middle of everything on Sunday. Wow. I just never forgot. And he goes on to win. So. Wow. Yeah, plus I played behind Tiger in college one yes, time. So I know I'm you did. I don't I like to talk about it much, I know you but, don't bring well, it up much, except every week. But well, yes, yeah, just, that is correct. No more than twice a week, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the most um, forgettable players champion? It's almost hard because it became so big that if you were for- forgettable, you became memorable, like yeah. Red Perks, right? The tour would like uh, last year's winner. To be I'll like- give you one. I'll give you one. Hey, moving on. <laughs> I'll give you one. <laughs> I'll give you the most. I'm gonna. Gi- I'm gonna give exactly you the most. What you're say. I'm gonna give you the most forgettable. Okay, Stephen Ames. Stephen Ames. He's although the, did yeah. he win? Yeah, he did. Okay, that's, that's the most forgettable. Well, I think beat. it would be Kirk's or Perks without the finish. But it's not. He, yeah. Craig per- more, more people know Craig Perks won than oh. Stephen Ames. Plus, he I went into the business. Stephen Ames is the answer because I really wasn't sure if he did or not. I knew he contended. Well, can I give you the two back to backers that I would maybe argue a little bit? Okay. Uh, we Timmy Clark. Yeah. Is he a forgettable winner? He is. Uh, yeah, yes. he was just he was on a great path to yeah. injuries. And and KJ Choi, but he's local, so I would always uh, remember that he won. I'm gonna go KJ. I mean, KJ's won like 10, 11 times. No, I know. No, yeah, no, but KJ Choi lived here, so at least now look. This is also a different question for people that do what we do mm-hmm. and just general casual golf fans. I would say if you, you say, see what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you and I have been covering it yeah. and aware of it. And we're golf fans. Yeah. We know these yeah. names. I would th- I would think like Johnny on the street's going to have a hard time remembering Siwoo Kim in a few years probably unless Siwoo mm, starts winning a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, that's, that's so fair. that's so recent though that it's hard to be quote forgettable yet. To but, me it's st- yeah. again, this is only my Ames perspective. Stephen Ames and the guy that horse face joker was always so annoying. <laughs> big old chompers, just just an annoying dude. Stephen Ames has always been a big fan of Stephen Ames. St- yeah, you know, it's what's interesting though that is feeling. that Stephen Ames got more famous because of 9 and 8. Yeah, oh, Tiger. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's when Stephen Ames, yeah. Stephen Ames one time ran at a Tiger before like a world, Accenture World Match Play, and Tiger beat him nine and eight. In other words, every Tiger, hole, Tiger yeah. was up nine holes with eight to go. Is it day, Stephen Ames? Blah, blah, didn't he blah, say? Didn't he have what? one little quip at him too at the end? Nine and eight. No, oh, that was it. That's that was what he it. said. Nine and yeah. eight. <laughs> right. Stephen Ames just Stephen won on the championship. Mis- there you well, go. Stephen yeah. Ames made one of those mistakes of saying that yeah, you know, why should be intimidated Tiger? He's just a guy. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine and eight. But anyway, so get ready for the players. What's, eat some what's the uh, what's the update on? Uh, the- I will say if it's not already gone, Friday parking Friday's gone for yeah. two ten is. Uh, if there's any passes left, there's like four. Yeah, I think, uh, I think and then Saturday is right behind it. Remember, okay. like, do not drive up there and try to pay. Is for your it parking. is the players sold out yet? Uh, don't believe it's sold out yet, but we're, you we're can still get we're tickets bursting at the seams. Yes, we're going to announce a sellout this week. We the always parking, do. Uh, we're not a big sellout. I mean, we just you know. Well, you know, you, you well, because, cap it. You cap the number. But, uh, yeah, but if we announce a sellout, right. you can always go to StubHub or Ticketmaster. Right. Sorry, not StubHub, but Ticketmaster. Find secondary markets. Right. So when we're That's sold fair. out. It's our inventory anyway. But the parking's a big thing. Um, you know. Ride what share, can you tell Uber, us about shuttles? What can you tell us about our new favorite uh, golfer, Laura Ball? 
Uh, I, oh. she, someone says she's now at Palencia. Yeah, that's what we got yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Oh, really? At Sawgrass that, at one point and now at Palencia. I'm going to have to check with Murph because Murph lives over there. I don't know maybe if she's there or not. I don't know if she's not. I don't know. I mean, it was funny because it was a great story, obviously, with Eric Cole. Yes. 34-year-old rookie on the PGA Tour and not a guy that had spent a decade. Ross, excuse me. I don't mean to yeah. interrupt, but the uh-huh. guy I was talking about yesterday, I finally remembered, uh, Bobby Nichols. Oh, you remember wow. Bobby Nichols, PGA yeah. Tour player? His daughter was uh, at college with me at Florida in our in oh, our okay. yeah. So I was trying to remember. I, I was thinking was it Ba Ba and Cole, but no, it, it's Bobby Nichols. But anyway, yeah. back to Laura Ba. Bobby Nichols, who's born in, PGA champion. Yeah, ba, uh, uh, Laura Ba, born in Gainesville. Oh, um, she's a Gator, wasn't she? Sawgrass Country Club. I don't know if she's Gator or not. I think she was. Uh, very think. accomplished golfer, and yeah. she does not look at, seventy. Yeah. No, did you see no, the yeah, shot yeah, of her? yeah, she does not. Like, I did not know because the other dude to me looks younger than 34. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Eric, kind of a, Eric yeah. looks really young. But yeah. I would I would have thought though if you'd have given a choice I said well he's just he's got a cougar. He's dating a 40 something well, year old. That's what I would have <laughs> I mean, thought. Listen, yeah. That's, that's what swing, I would have said. Swing yeah. for the fences, young man. Yeah, yeah. Um there's a cougar no, in the car. I, I would say it's interesting too because it's not like Eric Cole, hey, this guy's been on the European tour. Hey, this guy's been on the Corn Ferry tour. Yeah. This guy has been grinding on mini tours and that is hey wow. my entry fee is right. 800 if i play well i make you know three grand and then expenses you may have and crossed paths with eric uh, cole at maybe some point. Yeah. yeah um but it was a great story it was interesting for me because in every other week of the year i would be rooting through the roof for a guy like eric cole but i right. had chris kirk in oh, my picks i don't know how that i mean i i accused you earlier today of having like a time machine or something well he's right? a he's an incredible ball strike. i mean i could watch chris kirk's tempo literally all day that's good for incredible. you incredible but, but i no let's not move on real quick you know I, it was <laughs> is, this my, there. is this my show now what <laughs> apparently so go ahead you have the floor friend do i have to show up at 4 a.m like more. you guys no i'm just saying i mean the guy took a leave of absence i mean it was well reported yes alcohol abuse and depression and all that stuff mm-hmm. and that's so relatable for people in all walks of life, not Absolutely. just athletes. He talked about that he openly after, about the, after winning. And if you remember, so he comes back to the PGA Tour, I think it was late fall of 20, but his his first victory coming back was right here at the King and Bear. It was the second Corn Ferry Tour oh, event yeah. when he started back out for COVID, and he won down there and really kind of got his confidence going and got back on tour, and, and here he is. And, um, you know, the guy's changed his life. I mean, he, he said in his interview that, hey, if, if he didn't make changes, if he didn't quit drinking, like, all that stuff. He was going to lose his family and everything that mattered to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also a guy that he was the Ben Hogan Award winner at UGA. He was a top college player in the country coming out, mm-hmm. as can't miss as anyone would ever have been. And wow. you know, had those wins early, the four wins, but uh, an eight-year drought. So a great story either way, and I think at points, again, we talked about the Honda Classic. We talked about the, the designated events and all that stuff, but that was – I don't care who you are. That was some pretty good drama. I and, down the and I always said this yesterday, and I know it's inside. You know, we're we're brunch with the tour, but man, the massive fail for the competing uh, league to at uh, massive fail. Mm-hmm. Completely threw up all over themselves with a chance to capitalize in the court of public perception, in the court of TV ratings. That may have been the beginning of the of the gasping breaths because there's not there's nowhere to go from. From here, and somebody uh, asked me on the text line to define why it is I dislike to live so much. It's the disingenuousness. That's the answer. It's selling something for that it's not. These dudes want to make a lot of money. That's why they did it. They're not competitors or nothing else. There's no. And again, I do it like this. I don't care to watch Charlie Three Sticks make an eight footer to win three point four million dollars and right. nothing else. Right. Right. I'd much rather watch. Chris Kirk yep. try and win, or this guy try and get into the Masters, or this because those are from an upper level competitive. So 
And again, if that's your vibe, then watch it. That's fine. But they debuted to, I mean, they got killed in the rating comparison to a non-designated event. Like six or seven times the rating. Yeah. Uh, we're watching PGA Tour versus this exhibition golf. And this golf is fine if we're on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. But from the shorts, member guest vibe, to the mixer music wafting through the palms, to the to the ridiculous team names, to horrible graphics, I, I've got, I can list you 10, 12 reasons why. I don't like to live and to have this opportunity to debut and to botch it and fail so miserably. Good for the tour to have well, them do your work for you. And I think the one thing, and you know, I don't like to talk about them too much, but I mean, sports are founded on emotion and all that stuff is just emotionless cash. Oh, and not to mention you this, know? Chris Kirk would have beat the hell out of Charles Howell the third. If yeah. they'd have been in the same golf tournament yeah. this weekend. Right, let's do this. Let's uh, turn our attention to Bay Hill yeah. API this week. So we'll talk about Arnie's tournament. Uh, down there in O-Town. More on the players and our picks. It's all coming up. E, next. Hands. <laughs> all right, welcome back. Stewie Moore in the house here. API, Arnold Palmer Invitational. Used to just be Bay Hill. Now it's API. Son of a son. It used to be Nestle. How, you go yeah. way back, it was Nestle. the Nestle. I can yeah. remember covering yes. yeah. the, I can re- remember covering the Arnold Palmer, and it was awesome in the in the uh, media workroom. They'd have all those Nestle Crunch Bars and the ice cream yeah. bars. Mm, yes. Fantastic. Yes. Well, it's interesting, too, because we still get people around here that say, I'm going to the TPC. Well, we, yeah, well that's like right here. I, that's yeah. just, but like, so at some point, Bay Hill transitioned to API. Now, yeah, that's never it. did. It's still Bay Hill. It's still Bay Hill? It is. Yes. If you ask your buddies, you ask your typical golf fan, Slang they're not playing API this week. They're playing Slang Bay Hill. Slang is Bay Hill. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and it, Slang will always be TPC? Yeah. It just is. And it will uh, always be the you TPC. Can't lose it. And it's and by the way, if anybody asks me for tickets in the next month, it'll be do you have any TPC tickets? Oh, Correct. Just I don't understand why it bothers y'all so bad either. I never because understood. there's like because there's thirty plus TPC. Yeah. Properties Doesn't matter. Across. There's well, one why here. They, why don't they call it the Waste Management Phoenix Open TPC? That's at a TPC course. Yeah, no, no. because they don't. Because is that Phoenix? I, hey, by the, the one way, with the hole. By the way, by the way, I mean I hate to do this to you. Yeah, but you, you're starting to frustrate me. Okay? Oh no, I'm gonna slap him on that bald head. Okay. Oh, please. here's why. Slap him, Dan. Just I don't know. Uh-huh. The Players Championship. Could you give me the the letters they use there? Because the WMGPO nonsense the you just threw at me is frustrating TPC. me. TPC. That's why it's called that. You see, not because hey, of the golf course. Hey, Stewie, you see these two kids right uh, here? They're in for the correct. Lockerlo High What's the golf tournament called, boys? They call it TPC. Oh, there we go. Great. That's what it is. That's what Take a fit. But by the way, it's called. We spent a little too much time in the gym and not enough on our social channels, clearly. Congrats on being athletes. At the end of the day, though, the TPC is derived from the Players' Championship, not from the golf course. Call Bulls Middle School right now. Get Wit on the phone. Ask him what it's called. Ask him what it's called. I'll ask him what it's called. Stewie's son, and he'll go, and I'll say, hey, Hey, Wit, you going the out to yeah. the TPC this week, next week? And he goes, oh, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> He'll probably say stranger danger. Can someone call 911? <laughs> and he'd be right. <laughs> this is what we do here. All for right, let's go. Oh, let's uh, let's take a look at what happened last week in the picks. Uh, uh, I got bageled. Matt Kuchar, oh, Denny McCarthy. Bagel? And, no cream cheese, nothing, huh? And Kuchar didn't leave me a tip either. So I was kind of miffed about that. <laughs> Um, also, let's see. Uh, Stewie, congrats. Kirk and Horschel, yeah. 1.5 he made. Uh, E.T. made 334 with Lowry and Aaron Wise. 
Jeffrey on the board with 316. So for the year, Stewie leading 9.5 million. Ooh, Dan in second, Lord. 7 million. Yeah. ET, 2.7 million. Jeff, 1.8 pacing. Pacing. million. Yeah. But is yeah. this a elevated or designated? It's, I forget uh, which term we like. like to say designated. We it's say elevated. designated yeah. event this yeah, week. It is. We say elevated. Okay. They say designated. All right, so this is a big one. And next one. week really gets no qualification. It's just the TPC. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. That's there you right. finally. That's all you need to do. Thank you, Stu. All right, I'm first. I go wrong. Update my resume. Oh, you jumped, jumped like yeah. crazy. Oh, well, let's go. Yeah. All right. All right. I got Rom. You uh, got Rom. ET, you're next. I'm going Rory. Rory. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you're next. Um, I'll go Scotty. Scotty Scheffler. Lord. Now here comes. You know, this you is what this is a where hard break at like hey, eight fifty five. We're running through this. This is yeah. my now. This is where my boy goes. Oh, you know, I just got a feeling about Ryan Fox <laughs> this week, and then Ryan Foxy. Fox wins. Yeah, I love Foxy. Yeah. Um, Cam Young got some word on Cam Young and his iron plates. Point <laughs> on right now. On <laughs> let's go. Uh, I go back to back chicken shack. Right. Yes. Uh, let's go with Victor Hovland. Okay. Yeah, I don't no know one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. Uh, and I'm going to go with former champion and just great out grinder and a fantastic quote, Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton. Hatton. Yeah. I like that. I haven't, done, I haven't done my homework, so I don't know horses for courses. So mm. I'm going to ride with, uh, uh, there was a movie named after him. It's called Homa, Homa, Homa. You guys keep taking my favorite golfer every week. It's annoying. Okay. Okay. Uh, he takes Max Homa. Who you got, E.T.? I'm going JT, baby. Justin Thomas? Yes, sir. All right, I'm stuck now between two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Cameron Young's just not playing good enough. I wish he was playing. I'm going to go Will Zalatoris. I bet you he wins. The Bean. The yeah, Bean. I'm going to take the Bean. He's going with the Bean. Yeah. Dolores' boy. Yeah, Will Zalatoris, the Bean. Yeah, not sure. Not sure what it's Dolores <laughs> either. Sure. Those are your picks. Uh, E.T. will post them. Stewie, we'll talk to you next week during the, at the players. It's here, baby. At the TPC. At the, oh, if anybody needs TPC tickets, call Dan, oh. not me. Oh, yeah. no. Can you give Lord. me some extra TPC tickets this year, Stewie? I can. You know what? Can we go to that commercial break I was just teasing earlier? All right. What do we have? Do we have giveaways and whatnot and such? Or no? Am I just running off at the mouth here? Yeah. Uh-huh, we do. We have okay. the, uh, the A1 tour card. Okay. Yeah, tour card, which gives you great set. deals to play all around. That's right. And we also give away a, a pair of tickets to Wednesdays oh. uh, at the at the TPC at the players <laughs> yes at the players at TPC that, that would be Wednesday by the way would be is that military day Tuesday Tuesday is military day according to Stewart according to Stewart apparently golf fans don't know the difference between the players and the in Southwind in Memphis you yes, know I that's mean. right don't twist my words now okay <laughs> I've got a family to feed. I've got a kid at a school yeah. that charges way too much. We've already touched on that. Like, all right, Stuart, appreciate oh, it. I, all I, I don't oh, know who's going to you – know, I don't know for sure who's going to win. My guess is one of this Jack A's two guys because he keeps doing it to us every week. All right, that'll do. Uh, brunch with the tour. we got the Lock and Law High School nice. Report. Talk some uh, baseball. Okay. we got baseballs underway. Nice. Uh, that's coming up next right here on The Drill. All right, we are back. It's a Lock and Law High School report. No, before you blow. St. John's Country Day Spartans baseball. Uh, Sean Andrade, is that correct, Sean? Sure. Getting it right. And Isaiah Mamea yes, are both here. And we're going to talk some uh, something near and dear to my heart because I watch a lot of it, high school baseball, which is great. And St. John's has been the uh, one of the, you know, gosh, the standards. They've been terrific. You guys have had great careers now into your senior years. Uh, Sean, tell me about your uh, – uh, you're the shortstop for the team. Tell me about your team this year, how, how you, the start and how we're doing. 
you know, we're looking really good. You mm-hmm. know, we started off the season pretty hot, and we're going to try to keep that going. You know, a lot of talent. Um, I say our whole lineup is stacked from yeah. top to bottom. So, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> they reloaded over there oh, this yeah, year, we folks. They had, they had a kid go to FSU and a kid go to Virginia. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there might have been more. that yeah, UNF. UNF. Um, Rollins. Yeah. We yeah. had a lot of really good uh, Okay, I reloaded. <laughs> yes, and they uh, are every bit as good this year. Uh, as they were a season ago. So you you played your practice games or your your whatever pre-season. they're called, the yeah, mm-hmm. preseason games. Now you're you're going to Lagrange this week, so that's oh, a yeah. fun trip. Isaiah, yeah. tell me about that. Yes, that's sir. one the kids look forward to going out and playing different <laughs> yeah. parts of the country and traveling together yeah, yeah. and stuff, right? Well, uh, we went last year for our first time, mm-hmm. and uh, we came in second to this really good team called Buford. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they were really we good. played Buford two years ago in Hoover, mm-hmm. oh, really? and they had their third pitcher. Was going to Nebraska, oh my gosh. and I think <laughs> yeah. he lived in Nebraska, but he played for Buford, which is up in up by Atlanta in Georgia. Yeah. And they had like the number one pitcher in the country a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. last year. Or last last year. year, yeah, Dylan Lesko. Dylan yeah. Lesko, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's and, the that's the one that had to walk off us off us. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah double. Uh, and he's yeah. a pitcher. Yeah, he's a pitcher. Yeah. And that's kind of Isaiah is going to. You're both going to USF, yes, so sir. congrats. That's awesome. Sir, thank, thank you. you. And uh, tell me how that came about, Isaiah, as you uh, as you go through this process. Well, it started off in like my tenth grade summer, mm-hmm. and uh, I talked to them like the spring before uh, USF for like mm-hmm. one time. And when that first happens, what do you like? Are you like wide eyed? Like, wow, this this is a pretty big school. They're yeah, talking to me. I was surprised. I was like, oh wow, out of nowhere, because we were on a spring break trip for yeah. baseball uh-huh. uh, for a tournament. And then the coach calls me and he's like, "Hey, USF wants to talk to you." And I was like, "Oh shoot, really?" <laughs> and then, so I go out of the hotel room and then I talked to them. And then a couple months later, I, uh, we started summer ball. Mm-hmm. And so like they came down to watch me, and then I hit like ninety a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like I t- started talking to them for like a few more weeks, and mm-hmm. then I got the offer. And then Let I- me ask you a question: At your school, I would assume, and I don't know this, Sean yeah. and, and Isaiah, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, how many different kids can pitch? Oh, oh, yeah, we, <laughs> oh, like, like twelve. There, I can pitch. Like, yeah, yeah, like you'd love to go oh, out. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to go out there. Yeah, and pitch, yeah. but um, got, our pitching staff is really deep this year. Yeah, that's, what, that's probably what we're we're really excited about. Yeah, you know, last year having Brad Hodges on the mound, you know, right. it's an automatic win. Yes, is what we're yes. saying. You know, strikeout, 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 right. ball. Yeah. But um, this year. Where everyone can pitch, everyone can throw strikes, get out. So, and the funny thing is, like, me up there. So, if you follow high school baseball at all, you'll know this story. But this is what happened to St. John's Country Day because you guys were highly ranked, like, nationally last year. You were playing big. And you guys, did you go to a tournament up in uh, North Carolina? Carolina. Yeah, Yeah. North Carolina. And and so they they did some big time things last year. Yes, sir. And and yet in the one of the I don't know if it was a regional final or whatever it was, they run into the crafty lefty. It's always the crafty yeah. lefty prize. Talking about 82. Yeah. 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 Topping 80, 82. Yeah, yeah. tops. Yeah. And they just they keep them off balance. Mm-hmm. And because they, they're playing in all these big tournaments with these guys who are 93 and yeah. top out at 95. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, they get this crafty lefty and he's hitting spots. And you're like, holy cow, we got to get some runs and oh, yeah. start yeah. pressing. And uh-huh. so tell me yeah. about that experience in last year. And the like, I mean, I know you guys, you guys want to win state. Mm-hmm. Baseball's funny, though, man. It's oh, different yeah. than mm-hmm. the best team doesn't always win. Nope. Yeah. Not Always. So how do you? How did you? How did that? How did that unfold last year? Um, so basically, you know, we've always had the goal of winning a state championship, mm-hmm. and we came just short of that two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we still have that bitter taste in our mouth from mm-hmm. from obviously losing. But um, last year, you know, we were really confident we were going to win, and I guess you know we were f- facing nineties like you said all mm-hmm. year, and then we come into a crafty lefty throwing 
82 and yeah. just shut us down. And yeah. So Sean is a different story. I, unless I'm wrong here, help me under uh, uh, get this right. But Isaiah, like Isaiah is a big kid, mm-hmm. right? So that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. scouts and, and 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 coaches have looked at Isaiah since he was young. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You did. You kind of blossomed last uh-huh. year, I think, and yeah. you really uh-huh. hit well last yeah. year, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Is yes, that sir. correct? Yes, sir. I started on um, my sophomore year. Okay, is when I really started to like take off a little bit. Yeah. My freshman year, I was just a freshman. Sure. Year, growing up, maturing, and then. I feel like I matured a little bit more my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Came in there, started as a sophomore with all you know the upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. It was a really big accomplishment for me, and I yeah. take pride in that. But um, last year I did hit pretty well, also you know mm-hmm. um, in Lagrange I batted. I'm pretty sure I batted 666, and I got oh, hurt, yeah. sprained my ankle, and then we went to carry, and mm-hmm. we did really well there. So, yeah, you know. So that's where you sort of started to get noticed then. Oh, or, yeah. Like mm-hmm. when did you get the offer from USF? Honestly, it was probably about. Two or three weeks after yeah. Isaiah, and we okay. went to Fort Myers and played in this tournament. And uh-huh. The pitcher, actually, that was pitching against us, um, Five Star Mafia, uh-huh. he was throwing top in like 92, 90 mm-hmm. back then. We, was, yeah. we were sophomores, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like big numbers back then. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I go up there, hit a double, make a really good play at shortstop. So I, my coach, Coach Tom, actually calls me. He's like, uh, USF wants to talk to you. A couple other schools want to talk to you. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, yeah. I was really humble about it uh-huh. and um, talked to them, and it was – off from Would there. you guys, yeah. was it like a goal to go to the, you, I, I was asking you before we started, you guys have been buddies for a long time since oh, about yeah. eighth grade, so it's uh-huh. the fact that you ended up at USF together. Yeah, it's crazy, the, it's yeah, crazy. Would crazy. you have made sure you, or would you have tried extra hard to go to the same school, or oh, if it no, would have, it, it kinda, just, it had to work that it way? Just kinda, yeah, it just happened. Yeah. It just happened naturally. Yeah. You always just yeah. talk about it, like eighth grade, you're like, bro, mad, we go to the same school, blah, yeah. blah. Like, when do you think you'll start not liking each other then? <laughs> if you've been around too long Never. Never. Okay. Maybe we room together. Try to tear you down. Don't let him do it. There's some sort of providence angle. Yeah. <laughs> we play you this year? I think oh, yeah. we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. do. You do. And I think, oh, yeah. Congrats to your son on committing. Oh, thank that's, you. That's yes, huge. I think, um, I think you come to our place so we don't have to go yeah. listen to the radio guy over oh, at St. John's. I was going to say, oh, one of the quirkiest God. things I remember this about St. John's. There's, there's a couple uh-huh. things about St. Yeah. John's. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. One, it's, you, well, and I'll <laughs> let them say. One is, you, uh, the, the, I guess your right field is now of legends. Uh-huh. What, yeah. what, what are we talking about? It's, well, I mean, the this, short is one thing, right. this is one thing. It's okay. Thing. It's the same for every team, but how, I want an honest, like, Markov. <laughs> I mean, are we playing, like, 240? No, it's high. 280. 290. All right, well, that's short, but that's not outrageous. And it's a high yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right down the pesky pole, it's like three hundred three. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? I but mean, like, but like, everyone plays our part too. Sure. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah when we have home runs, you know, the other but day. But you we also hit have what I would describe now. You boys wouldn't because you, you you're you know you got, nice. Got a lot more manners than me. I would say you <laughs> may have like a nut job that lives behind the home plate oh, yeah. and. That's, he's cantankerous, oh, to yeah. say yeah, the least. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's it's basically. He's and I don't know who he it. is. I just picture him in my head. But here's so. So people what does understand. he do? Yeah, what happens? So St. There? John's has a cozy little field uh-huh. and, and tucked over to the left of the school, uh-huh. and so uh, and and but my man, I mean, and home plate is right up against <laughs> the woods, uh-huh, and there's yeah. like a ha- there's uh-huh. homes right there. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. clearly built built the field. After the homes. Mm-hmm. And I think my man does not like Still doesn't, the doesn't like field. It. Yeah, and he won't accept it. Yeah. So he cranks up. Does he do it for uh, practice? Does he do it anytime y'all yeah, are out any, there? Any, any it's time. only on the game. Every single day. Oh, every even practice. For years. Yeah. What if there's no one playing on the field? Is it playing? Um, uh, I think one time. Actually, no. Actually, like there was a JV yeah. game the other day. And they were warming up. And all of a sudden, you hear... Um, oh, say, and, and we're just like, dude, what are you doing? Dang. Y'all need to bring your own speakers out there and play some Boosie. So. Yeah. Play some Boosie. Boosie badass. badass. I know Boosie. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know him. 
<laughs> Santa. Nah, but we'll play on Michael Jackson or whatever the place is for yeah. that day on yeah. the speakers. Yeah. How many? Uh, tune them out. How many games you guys get in Lagrange? Uh, like four? I think it's three or four. Three or four. Yeah. yeah. Three yeah. Or four. And you leave tomorrow. Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember when we used to play high school baseball back in the day, and sometimes we would bus a good five, ten miles to play another team. I mean, now <laughs> well, it's like it's like minor league baseball. They go out. Of, well, these guys go out of, especially they flew the last school. year. Yeah, we did. So that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. That had to be a oh, my great. Bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say uh, is St. John's Country Day's biggest baseball rival? Who do you get up for Ooh, the most? It used to be Clay. Yeah. But yeah. Shout out to Blue Devils. I'm gonna say. Yeah. I'm gonna say who I think. I, okay. I think you like to beat Bartram. Oh, we love Bartram? to beat Bartram. Yeah. If you play Bartram. Yeah, but Bartram it. wouldn't say St. John's. Can no, have a little they, bit well, of a back and forth. Well, yeah. I don't know. This year they, think they might they say they Bartram's might. going to say Creekside yeah. every well, time. Well, sure. That's sure. I but I don't know if St. John's has a... It, well, like, I don't think Fleming Bowles, Island. No, do you know, Bowles play them. They're bigger Bowles school. Used be, um, yeah. Bowles. Bowles used Bowles. to be one of our rivals. Yeah. Okay. You know, they haven't beat us in a couple years. Oh, okay. Uh, like oh. That, you know? oh. Oh. Okay. Shot there. Yeah. Shot well, they already like beat that. them this year. Do you play them again or no? Yeah, we play yeah. them at their field, well, so they game. can't talk about our field being okay. too small. <laughs> yeah. Go both ways. I love that. Now, so you guys briefly got into it, but you reach a point as a programmer. If you don't win state, it's just not going to be a good year. That's where they are. I mean, they're so good. Yes. Carry that gotta, there. We just got to go in there with a lot of confidence. And, you know, yeah. it's really good when, like, your young guys buy in. Like, we have mm-hmm. freshmen and even eighth graders because ours is K through 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eighth graders that could pl- start on any varsity team in the state. Yeah. Any, bar- any varsity team in the state. And yeah. when you're that deep, it just puts a lot of – it makes it easier for our coaches. So, Coach Tom, it puts a lot of pressure off of them. And how do them. you guys, as seniors, lead this team? Like, how, how are you uh-huh. the – because I, I suspect mm-hmm. you're both, you know – a good young man, and it's, it's it's fun talking to you, and you guys get it. So how do you lead these guys to make sure they're doing all the right things? You know, just, like, talking to them. If, like, mm-hmm. say, like, yeah. a young kid, like, said, does something wrong, you know, you want right. to talk to them. Don't yeah. be too hard on them, but just, right. like, you know, like, put it in their head that they mm-hmm. need to, like, really start going. Because mm-hmm. my eighth grade year, I had that with all the seniors and upperclassmen. So, you yeah. know, I just try to follow it right. off and just keep it going with everything mm-hmm. and, you know. Keep the culture the same and just yeah. be be good to the teammates. Yeah, and, everything. and just like bringing energy to uh, right. every practice and every yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes we're a little flat. Yeah. But uh, practice can get dreary at times yeah, in baseball, dreary, yeah, or it's just routine, sure. yeah. repetitive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but you got to work every day to mm-hmm. you know you got to challenge yourself. You know, it's always like you know we always tell our kids just you guys to get are one percent better. I, I, let me let me go old man here and yell yeah. at you from my porch. Okay. okay. Y'all are oh. lucky how much baseball. Wait, has he's about to turn the music on. Yeah. Right. No. But when we were young, like when you're. Y'all don't know how fortunate you are that baseball practices run the way they do now. Because okay. when we had baseball practice, you know how baseball practice ran? <laughs> run. Everyone went to a position, a batter came up, you threw batting practice, and you <laughs> wow. stood there oh, yeah. for two and a half hours. And uh-huh. you ro- whole team rotated through and batted. Uh-huh. You went to a position when you weren't batting, and uh-huh. you just sat there in the sun and baked and daydreamed. And- <laughs> I think I think it has something to do with the coaches, too. Yeah, you know, well, for coaches, sure. Yeah, we have, we have They've all played at a coaches. higher level. Yeah. used to be dad's coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's former, former uh-huh. yeah. player's coach. But, I mean, even... My kids are, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years older than you mm-hmm. guys. But even when they were coming up, I mean, it changed at the Little League level. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You're station to station. You keep people's, you know, attention span uh, invigorated. But, yeah, there was a day where baseball was just so boring. We practice. have uh, Isaiah Mamea and Sean Andrade, St. John's Country Day baseball players. They're off to a terrific start, as expected. But, again, as you as the season begins to unfold, you get past LaGrange, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. You play oh, yeah. nationally ranked teams. or yeah. Well, we're actually – 49th in the country right now. You're 49th? Yes, sir. So. All right. Well, we got to move that up. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah. move it up. For sure. <laughs> How high were you last year at your highest? Ooh, Do you like, remember? I think 20? the highest. No, in this Four. country, I think it was like top, top I thought 15. You, top yeah. 10? I think yeah. they were up there. So we were one in the state at one yeah. point. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Hopefully we get that we get that this year. But you yeah, know what? Show some love to us. That's just national rankings. You'll take the ring oh, over yeah. everything, yeah. right? Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'll, I, mean, I won't go. I'll go no, not ranked and win a state yeah. championship yes. and not care. Yes, so. yes. They want to sure. win. That's they the want to win. Then yeah. yeah. Where and, is where do you guys? If you make the well, when you make the final four, where do you, where is that played? Do you know? Uh, probably in Fort Myers. Fort Myers down there. It's not. Yeah. It's not just all in Tampa. You know what like else is great for these kids? Yankee Stadium. It used to be. It's Fort Myers. Really? State you know what's yeah. great for these kids too? What's that? They have. You guys play. gonna fly down to that? We're gonna take a private <laughs> plane, or maybe we have to get in a bus hey, for that one. What's great for these kids is they have probably played in every like. Uh, spring training park oh, and sure. and minor league at some point in the, the state. Yeah, yeah, they it's yeah. great. That's I mean that's a lot of fun, right? Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always thought that was great. Like if we'd go down and in Fort Myers, if you played it, mm-hmm. was it JetBlue the Jet Red Blue Sox park? one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So and those then, are fun. Mm-hmm. This summer, I actually played with a team from California, and I got to play in like all like the like we went to like Arizona, and I got to play with like in like all the stadiums in Arizona, and everything. Yeah. that was like a really good experience that's awesome. too. That's, well, that's listen, great. guys, uh, congratulations on all your success. You yes, both sir. should be very proud. Uh, South Florida's getting a couple good ones. We'll be watching. We'll oh, keep yeah. our eye on you. Isaiah Mame, I remember him. He's going to be a pitcher in yeah. college. Yes, he'll be he, the tall one, can, by the way. If you go to the game, he'll be the. Are you yeah. the tallest guy on the team? You got to be. Oh, How tall are you? 6'4", 6'5"? Yeah, six, four, six, five? yeah six, six, three, six, four. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, let me ask you something, because Bryce Young's getting measured today. So, when they measure you, and you got the big, the, the lettuce <laughs> yeah, on the, top, yeah. uh-huh. do they do they just touch the top, or do they push it down? They gotta push it down. They push it down. They do? Okay. I'm just checking. I, was I still curious. think I had the best idea, especially for when it comes to the quarterbacks, measured eye level. Yeah. Do you, that doesn't matter, did, right? Did you play basketball for a while at St. John's or no? Oh, it was like eighth and ninth grade. Oh, just young. That, yeah. And how about did you play any other? No, sport? not at St. John's. But okay. Before that, I played on um, football and basketball till my eighth grade. And year. where did you two uh, grow? Like, where was youth baseball? Like when youth you were baseball. seven, eight, nine? Uh, that was you... in um, Flagler County, Palm Coast. Okay. And I moved up um, to St. John's County in my seventh grade year. And then okay. Transferred. To, I went to Fruit Cove Middle, and then okay, Coach yeah. Tom played for Dodgers with him, and that changed everything. And right. I just went to uh, St. John's my eighth grade year. And how about you? Yeah. Where did you Lions, play? Uh, I first started in Italy for like one year. Oh. Because my dad was in the Navy. All right. And we came here when I was six, and then we moved to like around Oakleaf. Yep. Area. And then after that, uh, I started playing with Coach Tom when I was like nine. And you get that just, travel ball. And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, again, congrats. Uh, we'll, let's take a break, Pross. We'll come back and do a little bit longer segment. And we've uh, got we – Either way, or yeah. he, he can – We'll say we'll say so he long. He can escort him out. We can yeah. we can spend another six, seven minutes here. We can do it wow. either way. Well, we'll go to break, All and we'll come right. back. And more. Isaiah Mamea uh, and Sean Andrade. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's quiet. Playing. He's this, is the, this is the drill. <laughs> We're back. All right. Um, you think our politicians are yes, I do. a little bit loopy, right? I mean, yes. I, that that would be a nice description. Don't get me start to talk about the people that quote unquote represent us. It's the criminal operation is what it is. It's a syndicate. Um, but it, for the most part, at least they're not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs crazy. Like at least our president, like whoever it is. This is not meant to be a politically partisan take. This is just a take in general. At least our president doesn't, I don't know, post a picture of Bigfoot saying, hey, look what I saw in the backyard. And have you seen the latest from the Mexican president? No, what's up, Mexico? Mexico's president has shared a photo of what he claims to be a, quote, elf in a tree. A social media account Saturday showing what he said appeared to be a mythological woodland spirit similar to an elf. President Andres Manuel López Obrador Obrador. Didn't seem to be joking when he posted the photo of an alux, a mischievous woodland spirit in Mayan folklore. Lopez Obrador wrote the photo, quote, was taken three days ago by an engineer. It appears to be an alux. 
adding everything is mystical. The nighttime photo, have you seen the photo? I've seen it. Shows a tree with a branch forming what looks like a halo of hair. Maya Elf. Uh, what may be stars forming the figure's eyes, by the way. Engineers and workers are in the Yucatan Peninsula, one oh, of your favorite hell, that is an elf. Uh, you see it, right? That's a Mayan elf if yeah. I've ever seen one. Lopez Obrador has a long expressed reverence for indigenous cultures and beliefs. According to traditional Mayan belief, aluxes are a small, mischievous creature that inhabits oh. forests and fields and are wow. prone to playing tricks on people. They're naughty little imps, Dan, some would say. They are. So anyway, if 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 a if a big country of the free world is literally being led by a guy that believes in forest sprites and elves, there's no hope for any of us. What about fairies? Or fairies. Yeah, yeah none of those things I hate are to, real. You leave them out. Yeah. I mean, I don't need, you know, the president of, of Germany today tweeting out a picture of a ghost that he took a picture of. I there's plenty of examples here. Jeff, hot on my <clears throat> hands and hot off the press. Open the door. Still it's it's like when we when we used to get the 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 the, the uh, things that they would print off and we would yeah the wire them. AP wire Remember you oh no no oh yeah school. back in the day yeah what was that yeah you that's know, the, the, that was many of his first introduction into some sort of drug use oh it smells so good. yeah you would smell that it would always be kind of warm hey, and did moist you have almost that when they printed off yeah it's a printer paper it would have that what was that I don't know but it had a terrific what was that called back in the day. There. You go, yeah. It's oh. like sniffing glue for us kids yeah. in Middle no, Tennessee. We, we had yeah, a, we had yeah. that. What were those called? Carbon copies? Oh, man. No. no, I don't think it was carbon. I gotta go find that out real yeah. quick. Hold yeah, on. you do that. While you do that, I'll tell everyone that I have a mock draft, a oh. Mel Kiper mock draft. Mel Kiper, who uh, is doing what we all said Chicago should do, is trade down not once but twice. Uh, trade down with Houston, and then trade down with Indy, and then Houston would take Bryce Young. Who, you know, again, not a lot of history of sub 200 pound quarterbacks. He'll put it to the test. Closer to 190 to Alabama. How much did he put on? How much change does he have in his pockets when he steps on the scale? He put that change in your pockets and get that weight. If you know what's good for him. You know what's good. If you can wait, they don't remember. We no, need somebody that. will tell us on the text line. I don't know if it's called something specific, but you're right. It's kind of like a, a warm, yeah. almost moist kind of. Print them off and give them to you immediately, and you yeah. sniff them, and they have a great. Maybe smell it's just print the kind of print ink they yeah, used or whatever. But does it have a like a like but to after your point? Br- after Bryce Young, Indy's going to strike for C.J. Stroud. This is uh, this is the interesting scenario for the AFC South. We might have Young, Stroud, Lawrence, and Tannehill, and then Arizona would go Will Anderson. Then Chicago still gets their guy Jalen Carter, but good luck with that. I don't. Did know. they do two trades or one? Two I'm sorry, trades, I missed the like beginning. I've been saying again, these are give, th- th- these mock drafters and us journalists. We're giving the Bears way too much credit. My guess is be they they don't pull off the two trade. Well, if you're the Bears, you got to do this. First off, they haven't done a good job of. We know they're going with Justin Fields. And they really should have left it out there and let people call them idiots. But, tell, hey, Justin, listen, we're just doing this so we can trade out. You're our guy. I'm just telling you, but I got to play the game here because I got to get a trade. And then I would be like, play Indy and Houston against each other. I don't know. Indy's, uh, Indy's got me two first-rounders. Uh, Houston, you're going to have to come up. You know, that kind of thing. And maybe they are, but I don't know. Carolina would then take Will Levis at five as they trade up. Detroit goes with a corner. Uh, Vegas goes with a corner. Atlanta goes with defensive end Will McDonald from Iowa State. I don't know who that is. Uh, he has a farm. Yeah, he yeah. Had a, here's what I want to do with the eighth pick. Uh, draft a guy who, quote, had a down 22 season. Yeah, but that's, the talent is If I'm there. Atlanta, I... It, I did, and I, I'm Seattle so, uh, would take AR at number nine. I, I, if, if you're Atlanta, why wouldn't you take Anthony Richardson there? Uh-huh. 
I mean, I would take the hope because you of watch it. the tape and you don't think he can do yeah, it. Well, then, then call Buffalo and ask how it's worked out for him. Well, again, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you can call Buffalo all you want. It doesn't mean that well, Anthony's going to be a great player. There's a reason that a lot of people are putting him up there. It's like uh, uh, we the can't, reason we can't, though is because of the height, the arm strength. Yeah, yes, no, it is. we can't get to the cynicism of there's no other reason but because of his body type and how tall he is. There's no, a lot of skills his arm, there. Arm, sure there is. But well, those are all reasons that you would be successful, not reasons you would fail. Yeah, but the skills didn't translate to what ultimately is the number one piece of the puzzle. The biggest piece of the puzzle is how did he play? So he's still going to get drafted top ten. I, I, I get you. Uh, Eagles go. Mimeograph seems to be the winner on the type mimeograph. of paper. Mimeograph. The that ink was right. purple. It was a mimeograph. We've had other yeah. suggestions, but the the one that seems most informed is yeah. mimeograph. That sounds right. In That's fact, a- here's even somebody's even sent me a uh, a log to an article. Yes. About how good it smells. Uh, the uh, ah, the sweet smell of printing ink story. Mm, sweet smell. Mm, e, you got to get a whiff. You think sweet stinky smells good? It's that purple. You would love yeah. this stuff. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta seek it out. Yeah, you gotta seek it out. Just try it. That's all I'm asking. I don't think it does brain damage or anything. Just young printers. Yeah, we all turned out okay. Maybe it did we? Nah, that's a good point. Uh, let's get down to the Jags and see who they have decided to take. Oh, there's New England taking Jackson Smith and Jigba at oh. 14. Green Bay snags a tight end, Mike Meyer. Uh, Pittsburgh goes Joey Porter Jr. Um, Miles Murphy from Clemson to Seattle. Jordan Addison to the Chargers. Zay Flowers to the Ravens. Another receiver for the Ravens. Oh, here's a new one. We're going D.I. D.I., Jeff. What are you talking about D.I.? That's the position we're drafting. We're taking... Interior defensive lineman? Yes, yes. Oh. It the doesn't Jaguars. seem doesn't seem to jibe with restructuring and re-signing Roy Robertson. Yeah. Jags are an ascending and talented team, but their pass rush disappointed last season. Trayvon Walker, three and a half sacks up and down, ranked 28th in percentage of sacks per dropbacks. Best way to help the secondary and create turnovers is with a great pass rush. That's why I like Lucas Van Ness. Lucas Van Ness, six foot five, two hundred and seventy from Iowa. He's a bit of a tweener, but smart defensive coordinators will use that to their advantage, moving him outside and inside. To let him get after the quarterbacks. Some explosion and power at the snap, and he uses his hands well. If the Jags want more of a pure edge rusher, B.J. Ojolari from LSU could be the option. <sighs> I'm a little hesitant. Last time we took that undersized, uh, so, you know, that that edge, you know. There's Dalton Kincaid at 26. If Dalton Kincaid's there and I got Lucas Van Ness, I would be disappointed. I'd rather take Dalton Kincaid, who had 16 catches for 236 yeah, yards right. against USC. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Luke Musgrave also there, 28 to the Bengals. Uh, Darnell Washington, 29 to the Saints. Wow. That seems Four way high. The I, first I, round. I, I, here's the He's deal. lost his damn mind. No, no, hey, okay, let's stop for a second on that one. Uh-huh. Because you were, when you were off a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, I got into this on the text line with somebody because there's nothing more partisan than a college football tent fan and his players. I mean, to, we're all guilty of this, right? Our guys, you love them, and you think these great projections for them. What in the world did Darnell Washington ever do at Georgia to make you think he's a first-round draft pick? Was he not a tremendous, like, underachiever at Georgia? Well, I mean, there's so many balls to go around, and Brock Bowers got them all, so I don't well, know. Well, he shouldn't get them all if this is a first-round draft pick. Wouldn't he have gotten some? Well, I saw some highlights now. He didn't have a ton of catches. He got 30 though. catches. Fair. The guy averaged like 24 catches a year in three years. I don't I don't, I don't, know, man. It seems odd to me. Yeah, well, that's Georgia. I mean, Georgia, we take these guys who don't have the stats. And what happened when they got here? Uh, you'd have to go look. You know, we should go back and look. How did all six of the Georgia first-round picks do last year? Did they have? Well, two? no, the, the one— I know Seen got hurt, um, so that was bad. 
I guess it's a bit. The I, Packers kid was. Uh, I have seen this the redrafts. Trayvon's fallen in that top five to ten on all of them, just about. If you redraft last year, they right. all give us sauce. Oh, yeah. Uh, my guy from Pitt, Cansey, goes to Pitt, uh, Philly. See the uh, D tackle? Yeah, the D tackle is undersized. I like that guy. And that's your. Uh, that's your uh, and then. And then also. Um, what is Oh, this is the ratings of the positions by. Uh, Mel Kuyper. So, in other words, if you were looking at quarterback, he's got Levis one. I don't get the Levis. Uh, that's him. But he doesn't. He's got Young, Stroud, Richardson, and then the drop off to Hendon Hooker. Um, we need uh, running backs. Second running back is Jameer Gibbs. Bijan Robinson's obviously the first, but uh, but see, here's the thing. There's going to be some kid like the kid you watched at Pitt or Kenny McIntosh from Georgia who's going to be really good. Um, wide receivers, what's Kuiper doing? Uh, Zay Flowers, one. Jigba two. Quentin Johnston, three. Jordan Addison, four. Jalen Hyatt, five. Those are your top five receivers. Kayshawn Booty down at nine. He might be a terrific player. Uh, the, the, man, I, the tight ends are deep. You know every one of these tight ends, Pross. Mike Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, Musgrave, Washington. We've already seen Tucker Craft, but then remember the kid from Iowa? I thought he was good. Sam Laporta, mm-hmm. he's sixth. Well, they uh, people and 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 in fairness to the quote scouts, they've been pumping this up kid, as a the, super deep yeah, the kid tight from, end. The kid from Bama is tenth. Just missed Will Mallory, not yeah. in the top ten. He's a, a Providence kid. You from the U. Uh, um, so just it's fun to look at these um, and corners. I just wanted to look at corners: Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Porter. And Emmanuel Forbes and Deontay Banks and Cam Smith and Keely Ringo down to five, six, and seven. So interesting. Uh, let's go to the fair and fair phone lines. Joe, you wants to make a uh, couple comments and tell us that you know Will Mallory should be picked twenty fourth overall. I think is what he's going to say, or maybe Tyreek Stevenson. Should we go with him, Joe? You? It's Joe. Like seriously, like put us on mute and hope that we get to him. And at some fourth, point. everyone. Oh, there he is. I mean, oh, we what? got you. What'd you say? Oh, oh, yeah, got. I said I, I was listening to the, the gentleman earlier on the call. They should embrace TPC. That's what everybody calls it. Everybody yeah, calls yeah. It I, I think it was playful there. Yeah. I, but but yeah. if you haven't been here for as long as we have, you know, you, you're probably not, not aware that that's not like a slide or an oversight. That's just it's easy not. to it's, say and easy to do. We get right. it. We understand it's the players. We understand it's at yeah. TPC Sawgrass. It's TPC. We're going to TPC. Joe, you in television, yeah. we used to constantly. Yeah. And, and we, we would I, try and get I him to do it. I finally gave up. Yeah, me too. I, hey, just so you guys know, it's not the TPC. It's the players. Right. But and it used to be the players' championship. They changed that because of TPC initials. Yeah. So yeah. they just went with the players, changed the logo. It's I will a, say this. There are me, more people now that would just say, hey, you going to the players. Yes. That's fair. Yeah. You hear that? Like, when it was the Players' Championship, it was never the players. It was TPC Correct. all the time. Whereas now you might get some, hey, you're going to players next Correct. week. That's right. But go ahead, It's Jay. working. It's just going to yeah. take them 100 years. Mm-hmm. With, with the tour, I watched that uh, uh, Netflix thing, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going next week because some of the guys, they have some compelling stories. Although I can't remember the guy's name, he's very content with being number 70. Joel uh, Damon. Yeah, Joel like, Damon, yeah. Yeah, yeah bro, I'm pulling for that dude, bro. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's a good guy. I noticed. Another thing that drove home was how fragile these guys are. Yes. I'm talking about Brooks Kepka. What about on, hey, what about Ian Poulter's uh, uh, temper tantrum in the locker room? Like like it's like Joe what like can. you or me just you know topping another uh, golf ball and just slinging your club down. 
It shows he cares. Yeah. And um, I was surprised just now in the Lamb rant how he said he watched the Live Tour. I try. I turned over to the Live Tour, and as soon as the dudes had on shorts, that was a turnoff for me. It uh-huh. looked like, you know, they are filming me and my boys or something. It didn't look professional in any way, down to the graphics. So it, it just did not look professional. And then they also uh, caught her- they they caught bad bad luck from the only two or three guys they got that are like ooh big names. They didn't show up. I mean, here you are presenting opposite, and you're not giving players that are any better or more well known than Chris Kirk on the PG. I mean, Charles Howell the third and Peter Uline. What am I watching? Like the the Scottish Masters? It's not doing it for anyone. I I think that, look, you know, at the end of the day, the live will end up being no more better watched or thought of than the world tour, the European tour. And the difference is the European tour didn't spend all its existence up on their in their ivory tower telling us how they're changing the game and how much better they are than the rest of us. And that's the whole attitude of the live. Their poop don't stink and they're better than you are. There's a, you also mentioned there's a documentary on Netflix that's coming out about quarterback. Yeah, this summer. That's, when, what's that? Oh, that's, in the summer. that's Mahomes, uh, uh, Cousins, Cousins, and Mariota. Mm-hmm. And the trans, I want to kind of relate something from you mentioned like Ian Poulter to the draft with quarterback and why you said like with Anthony, uh, with AR, why people might not draft him. One thing I noticed about him, aside from him being inaccurate, which can be corrected, I, I'd rather have as my quarterback like an Ian Poulter than a, than a Brooks Kepka. Brooks has all the talent and stuff, but he just he doesn't seem to have uh, the confidence. To, I'm not saying swag. He just doesn't have. He seems shook know, in that to, in that episode. He did seem shook. I'm not I'm talking about Anthony Richardson as a quarterback. Yes, he, just he, he doesn't have the. I agree. He's 21, I mean, man. I mean, I gosh, this 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 this. I mean, this. I feel like I. I just continue to hear this notion that he is what it is. He'll never be better. He's 21. I mean, he's barely just, started, dude. More accurate. Patrick Mahomes said accurate. when he got to the league, he couldn't identify the Mike linebacker. Yeah. Now, he had done more in college. Well, I'm not predicting great I things. I don't necessarily believe that from well, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Well, that's, that's what he said. I don't know why he would lie about it. But. Yeah. He's yeah. a better quarterback yeah. coming out of college. He was, he was, For sure. He was lots of touchdowns. Yeah. For sure. And what I'm saying is the swag. He just doesn't have. Not necessarily even swag. He just doesn't have the confidence. After the game one time, I heard him say something. That he was did. Like, he said he was not shook. what you want your leader. Yeah. That's not what you want your leader to say. I'd rather Ian Poulter, who doesn't have all the talent, but still thinks he's the man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, That's fair. Hey, we shall see. I don't want the Saints to draft him. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank you, you. We got to right, run. We're up against you. it. We'll take a break. Make the turn for home. This is The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, clock is ticking. Hello, Tony. You and Mike getting ready for a Tuesday edition with news and notes. And what do we got? Dougie P talking today? Balky talking today? We do, yeah. It's neither of them speaking until after we get done with uh, our show here for the next couple of hours. But our question of the day is still pertaining to that with both Peterson and Balky speaking today. If you could ask either of them one question and get an honest answer, Mm -hmm. what question would you want to ask today? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Is our honest answer question of the day, and we'll be yeah. talking to John Shipley, who's up there in Indianapolis for the combine oh, today dude. as well. All right, well, you that's got an easy that. one, man, for me. What is it? Well, what? Only because of the timing of it all. Uh huh. If you could redraft, would you take Trayvon Walker number one? Oh, if you got to give me the truth, mm-hmm. okay. I'd like to yeah. know. And and again, 
if you gave me the truth, I would know that you're not just trying to keep me warm in the winter by telling me that well, could he, things are going to be but, okay. But he could answer it. No, he has way. to answer it honest. Well, yeah, but this would be honest. Okay. It's too early to say. Yeah. Right? Well, then I, then I withdraw the question. Yeah, I'm like, that's I what I mean. Because he could say that, right? Yeah. That's honest. Because yeah. he's not going to say, oh, well, if you no. say that's too I screwed up. I should have took Hutch. Well, if you say it's too early to say, uh-huh. that means that the answer is yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least for now. That's pleading the fifth. And again, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. And by the way, it's way, it's, it is, it, in fairness, it's too early to... Ultimately, Trayvon Walker may be that pick. No doubt. He might. And if you look at redress, it's not like he falls out of the... We've had guys that fall out of the first round. Right. You know, he would still show up in the top five to ten in most of the, quote, redrafts. So. Yep, yep. And everyone, but no one gives us Hutchinson in the redraft. Not one guy. That's sauce. Sauce every time. And yep. I think I would do that, too. I think I would take Sauce over Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. you do? I, I do. do. I would. both would. I would. Put Campbell on one side, Sauce on the other, and away we go. Let me ask you guys a question. He's got it. How he, many picks did Sauce have last year? Because my guy had three. <laughs> Hutch? Yeah. <laughs> My guy also threw in nine and a half sacks. Did did Sauce have nine and a half sacks, Tone? I uh, don't believe he did. I'm uh, just asking. Maybe take Hutch. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Have a great show, Tone. Thank you. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the day? Um, I do, but I'm not sure I want to share. You don't want to share anymore? Yeah. Kind of given enough? I feel I have. The pay meter now is shut down, so you just yeah, have just... your only job here is to say goodbye. Tell everybody who the show was brought to you by and get out of here. It's Cal and Chuck accessories, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You, know, big you have a couple big things that you want to say? Can I drag them out of you? No, I'm just contemplating some different things. I'll ruminate on them here for about the next 20 hours, and then we'll we'll, we'll reconvene in the morning. So, I think I would have ki- planned. I would have kicked it by then. E, I'm you just, good? I feel like- That's me. Time to wrap. Is that what you're saying? Buzz them out of here.